You don't want to start it like that? No. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't want to further alienate. That's the, li- that's the line. Yeah. I don't want to further alienate after all the damage you've done already. <laughs> what can you do? Yeah. I already, like, last night I was at a show in uh, Worcester. It's a Hot Dog. Hot Dog is the name of the show, and I'm the resident hot dog, so I'm on every show. I saw you just as a woman. Yeah, so we, I got a random prompt where I got this prop box, and it's full of, like, basically this guy's girlfriend stuff, and I just ended up dressing like a woman is acting like a total whore. Like, I'm mm-hmm. pretty, I'm canceled. I should be canceled <laughs> for everything I did last night. <laughs> like, it wasn't... It was it was funny. I fucking killed. But you're the resident hot dog. Resident hot dog, yeah, at uh, Coney Island Hot Dogs in Worcester. Cool. It's pretty fun. Worcester's a long way from Coney Island. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's just a style of hot dog, but they have great hot dogs. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's true. It's true. You like a hot dog? Yeah, I like hot dogs. Do you think the podcast has started? Um, I hope not. It's, it's been, you don't think this that this been, is it? This is a if this is our comeback episode, and this is how it starts. We're in trouble. You think we are? Uh, yeah. You think we're I in do. hot water? You think the fans are pissed off? Yeah, we, I think gave we're them, in... we gave them a website. What else could they want? I from think us? we're in hot dog water with our fans. I think we gave them a website, and that's throwing some feed in the trough for the little, these little pigs. You know what I mean? They yeah. can check it out. They can get their, you know, look at all the ratings that we've done, and be like, oh, I remember the last podcast. I remember when they would record podcasts, and that they remember it fondly, and they think about it. Yeah, it's think it, about us. It's like when a band doesn't release an album for years and then they come out with the greatest hits and it's like really now that's what you guys have been working on that's kind of like us releasing the website not an episode here's our rating here's what we rated alien covenant i i love greatest hits albums i think those are the best ones i think those are oh they're definitely the best you think (laughs) (laughs) is that a it's a cool hot take that i have is that i have my favorite ones are the greatest hits albums that is so like anti anti anti-establishment that it might actually make you cool if you only like Legend is your favorite Bob Marley, mm-hmm. and well, my favorite Beatles is one. Oh, okay, yeah, is that's the greatest hits? It's all their number one hits. All their number one hits, everything that all the good one. stuff, man. I don't want the garbage Beatles. I just like when they just name it greatest hits. Yeah. I don't like you, you know. I don't want you to give it some type of unique title like it's its own entity. It's not. You just copy and pasted all your songs into an album. Don't even give it a name. Just say greatest hits. Yeah. I we had a band in high school. Our first EP was called Greatest Hits. That's great. Yeah, we thought that was pretty funny. I think I, you. I bet you're the only one to ever think of doing that. Yeah, and then we realized, you know, it's been done a lot. Yeah, felt pretty embarrassed. Yeah, everyone called you out, and then you had to cancel. But our next EP album, our next EP was called Idiot Kayak. Well, that's fun. And I gotta say, that was a good title. I feel like an idiot when I am in a kayak. Well, yeah, you're not alone, buddy. I don't like boats, man. Yeah. I don't like boats. You know, like what I hate is the you know the regatta in Boston, the, the regatta, yeah. which is everyone does. It's like huge giant rowing competition for white people. Yeah, and it's frustrating because like it's a giant sport for like Ivy League rich white people. It used to be a thing that uh, we made slaves do. You know, like people didn't want to row boats uh, while someone yells at them. Hmm. You know, they didn't really have a choice. So now it's for rich white people. It's been gentrified into a sport. Yeah, I mean, it's like you know, the Harvard wear, row team. And... Yeah, they wear big hats and come out and watch it. It's yeah. disgusting to me. I would never want to do work. You have to be pretty, it's like rigorous training to row. Yeah. It's I, difficult. I think it's bad sport. 
I always think about the scene in The Social Network, you know, that they actually filmed on the river at Harvard. Yeah, yeah. The rowing, and they do that in that Trent Reznor version of In yeah, the Hall of the Mountain yeah, King. That's awesome. It's really cool. I love that scene. I love Trent. Me too. He's a cute guy. I'm I'm excited for Nine Inch Nails' greatest hits. What do you think they'll call that? They'll call it a hate, <laughs> I think fucking I hate, Halo 35. I, I think they'll call it I hate all of you guys and yeah. fuck you guys. And this one is about fuck you. This is about darkness and beats. Yeah. What do they? What does Nine Inch Nails sing about? I don't listen too much Nine Inch Nails. Oh man, I saw them twice in Brooklyn, or once in Radio City, once in Brooklyn. This year is two of the best shows I've ever seen in my yeah. life. I mean, it's like in the '90s, it was really. Trent was like a crazy, depressed drug addict, and so it's a lot of like self, you know, like de- de- decimating. Like, a, yeah, he hates himself and shit. But um, more recently, I think he still hates himself. But he's a little older, so he hates other stuff now too, not just cool. himself. I mean, that sounds. I can relate to all that. Yeah, I'm surprised yeah. you're not into it. Yeah, as an adult. Yeah, yeah. Um, hatred. He has. I mean, I drink gin now. You know, that's. I mean, yeah, I guess, that's, well, that's more of a health here. choice. That's not really hate. I'm hating my liver, but yeah, you know, I'm losing weight. Yep. Um, I mean, hurt. You know, the song "Hurt." Obviously, that's like a pretty yeah, dark the, song about his heroin addiction. Yeah, the one he stole from Johnny Cash. <laughs> <laughs> we we covered. We started covering that song in the fall because we were pretty excited about going to see them. We actually busted out for the first time. It was spectacle. We oh went, hell yeah, yeah! Yeah, we went and saw them the next day at Radio City. And we kept playing it a little. It was in rotation for a couple months or whatever. And um, somebody like shared it on one of our pages, like at the, our Le Specialist group or something. And they were like, Le Special covering Nine Inch Nails. And somebody's like, dude, that's Johnny Cash. And so they <laughs> edited the post. So Le Special covers Johnny Cash. And I was like, don't they listen to listen that to fucking him? stupid person. <laughs> yeah. <It's> fucked up. <laughs> that's great. So stupid. Love trolling the web. You and uh, Beeman have been trolling a lot on the, this uh, group called Har Everything. Troll it like every day. Yeah, yeah it's a, so it's a Facebook group uh, full of just absolute fucking morons. It's just, it is mind blowing. The stupidity on it. Yeah, absolute dipshits. It it's insane. Yeah, I I brought up that group here on the last episode. I think you the did? top ten. Okay. Uh, yeah, because I I mentioned them in my top ten list that I wrote out about Hereditary because for fucking months all it was was not seen any good, not seen hereditary any good. And you've seen the amount of posts on there that it's just not seen any good. Yeah, then people are like, yes or no. Yes, and like, no, that's, yes, yes, yes. That's yes, it. No, there's no elaboration. There's no discussion. There's no, no yeah. it, it's fucking, it, it's, an, it's, it's infuriating. Just bottom feeders. Absolute yeah. water brains. So I, we yeah. make fake stupid movie posters and say, not seen any good. Like that one I sent you the other day. There's a f- picture of someone, a random character from Final Fantasy X. Not even a main one, just an, a random NPC. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they call it the shitty idiot who turned up dead. Yeah, yeah. I said, not seeing any good. I think somebody, I got one comment, no. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to troll, and they, they took care of my post right away. I asked, I'm like, yeah. I, I think I said, uh, my aunt wants me to get her a copy of None on VHS. <laughs> Do you, any of you have? <laughs> they delete that. Yeah, it's like, come on. My brother gets... We're having fun. He gets banned for calling people pathetic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> and then he yeah. always rejoins, <laughs> and they ask him, like... <laughs> They're like, what's this about? And they'll screenshot and he'll go like, oh, somebody was on my account and I would never say such horrible things. And they, they're like, okay, fine, you're back. Just calling random people pathetic and yeah. they get so upset. It's they're awesome. like, why? Why are you calling me pathetic? And yeah. then, like, then Beeman goes, just leave me alone. <laughs> and he's like, you called me pathetic. <laughs> it's, yeah, he's been, uh, he's really shining in that group. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I did he's that poll. I, that poll I did, um, 
should I watch Hereditary or throw a hot dog or throw, throw a bunch of rotten eggs? At yeah, my, throw an egg at my, my stepdad's dog. dog. Yeah, and it turned it was hundreds of comments. People like they're really upset with you. <laughs> yeah, like this is animal cruelty. Like, do not throw an egg at that dog. And they're like, well, it's a stepdad's dog. I'm like, that doesn't matter. <laughs> One kid was like, roll an egg on the dog. Don't break it. And then watch Hereditary. <laughs> okay, a nice <laughs> in between. Okay. Okay, yeah. It's, yeah. Just that, roll the egg. I encourage anybody to join Horror Everything and and just witness the stupidity that happens there. It's, it's mind-blowing. They're all dumb and British. They're all fucking British. I hate the way that they talk. They, some, they're like, not seen in it. And it's like, sometime, one time this guy wrote, yeah, I fought, it was pretty good. He wrote, I fought, F-O-R-T, yeah. for like British slang yeah, for thought. Yeah, you can't just type it out. It was like, why? Why is that better? That oh my God. Yeah, man. Yeah, it really pisses me off. Fucking British teenagers on this group, dude. I will, I'm fucking, I'm going to You're allowed to say them, this, dude. too. You're allowed to say yeah, it. Yeah, I'm part British, man. They make yeah. me ashamed of my fucking ancestry on this group. Damn, especially from horror, too, you know? Not saying they're best. Can I have one of those these beers? Yeah, you? totally. Let's share. Let's be friends. You know, let's do friendship. I give you something. You give me something. I don't know if I want any of your disgusting gin. Oh well, I still have a I still have a present for you. Oh yeah. Okay, hold on. Let me grab it out of my bag real quick. Thank you. I always get you presents, baby. I know. Yeah, this this should be a new thing on the pod. There you go. Oh my God, that is amazing. Yeah. This is a, a magnet. Of the drawing of us that Will Portoff did. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Thank you so much. No problem. Well, thank my mom. My mom got me a bunch of them for Christmas, and she told me to give you one. I don't want to give you one. Your mom is so sweet. She got you the dead last leather phone case. Yeah. She's she's helping us, uh, you know, advertise. I want to shout out to my mom, who's also a deadhead, but I would love some custom dead last stuff, mom. Um, Brandon's mom's kind of really... She's pulling ahead here. She's, yeah, she's really, she's going, she's going big. Um, This is great. This is going to go right on my fridge. Even though it, you know, the picture of you is more accurate than me. Yeah, I mean, but it's I. I, 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 I do you want me to tell you the truth? Yeah, I asked him to make you look worse. I fucking knew yeah, it. I, I fucking knew you did that. Well, I feel like if you if we're gonna do the drawing, we're like, of course he's gonna make Luke will get hot. Then I'm gonna look like you know, <laughs> piece of shit. So I'm like, can you just ugly up Luke just like a little bit? Just make him look more like a caveman or something like that. He's like, of course, of course. Okay. They showed me the original picture and you looked like a supermodel. Oh, okay. And I'm okay. like, this, this, this yeah. can't happen. Okay. This can't happen. I won't stand for it. So now we're more on, you know, equal ground. I love the reflection in your glasses in this. This it's is very a, cool. The background is so cool. He's got the the pirate ghosts from um, Carpenter Pirate Ghost movie. The fog. The fog. He's got some tentacles coming out. The mist. Really cool. Will Pertoff is the man. Hill. Yeah. I, I follow all his pages now. I love looking at his art. His art's awesome. Yeah, it's really it's cool. so sick. Yeah. Whatever else I ever do with like comedy or anything, I didn't get him to do whatever art. Totally, yeah. He he, I mean? he just did yeah. the album art for um another comedian that he posted. It's it's great. It's really cool. It's got a really cool style. Check out Will Portoff. What what's the Instagram handle that people can check on? Oh, I think it's just at Will Portoff. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Um you should have him do one of your album covers. I, I I totally would. I, I talked yeah. to him a little bit about it. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be fucking cool, man. Um, yeah. We, I got this new guy to do. Have you seen our album artwork for our uh, season of the Vampire Jackalope? 
Oh, very nice. Yeah, just right. A bunch of little cuties riding around on little jackies. Yeah, some jackalopes. You know, I'm I'm not using that to promote my band Spring Tour that you can find more dates at special.net net for. But I'm just bringing it up. You wouldn't do that. It's just no. for a personal. This is because for, well, this is a the, horror theme. Yeah, this is between me and you. Yeah. It's just a visual thing that works well on an audio pod that you right. were showing to me. And I just like it's just broadcasting. I, it's it's broadcasting. Yeah, I like to have like horror themes in other seasons too because like. In the fall, everyone's like, come out and check out my shitty jam band at the Spooky Pumpkin Tour. And it'll be like a spooky pumpkin and like it'll be in chiller font. Yeah. And it's like, no, nah, man, for for spring when everyone's got flowers, we're going to use vampire jackalopes. Yeah, keep it real all year long. Exactly. Uh, just So everyone, just on the record, so everyone else knows, me and Luke aren't fucking posers like these, you know, fall yeah. people. I fucking, you know, yeah. These yeah. autumnal, yeah, exactly. autumnal horror people. No. They're posers. Okay, no. let's let's face it. They're fair let's weather it pussies. Out loud. Yeah. yeah. Um, we're the real deal. 24-7, 365, we're spooky. Spooky life. We're going to graveyards. Yeah. We're thinking about werewolves, yeah. you know, like we are, uh, we're jumping when you see when someone comes up too close behind us because it could be, uh, you know, an ethereal spirit. Right, uh, crossing over into our, uh, you know, our plane of existence. Yeah, you know, we just the things we think about, and people that regular. are scared in the fall. It's like, no, yeah. you're a pussy. We are scared all year round, all the time, and that doesn't make us pussies. Yeah. That makes us badass. It just makes us real because we know yeah. that ghosts are out there, and they they're yeah. not gonna wait until fucking autumn to jump out Absolutely. and kill you yeah. and your check family. yourself they don't yeah. have a schedule they're uh, they're it, the undead man, thank you yeah. ghosts aren't on a fucking calendar here guys mm-hmm. they're around us year round all right time works time has no is not really a concept beyond the veil yeah you know so yeah. just no thank you for pointing that out you know stay sharp it's the it's the worst for me i really take offense to it when bands are doing it Come on out and get spooky in October 31st, and we're playing at Helen's Kitchen. It's just like, man, come on out and see us get spooky on New Year's. Come and see us get spooky in the middle of January in Florida. Yeah. We will still be spooky. We're not. I'm not going to wait 11 months out of the year and be spooky for one month. Going to bring it like some kind of POS idiot. I'd be too. I'd get too spooky horny. Yeah. You know, if I really just had to wait. But, yeah. I don't know. That's norm culture. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just what they do. It's not not us, man. It's pretty great. Uh, have you you watch anything lately? Oh. Any uh, horror stuff? I'm going to see, I'm going to see us on Sunday. I'm uh, very excited about that. Does that come out this weekend? Oh yeah, baby. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's this Sunday? This uh, well, it's come out it comes out on Friday, but I'm going to see it on Sunday. Well, guess what? Maybe I will too. Yeah. I might uh-huh. go I might go see it on Sunday as well. Cool. Maybe you can do a a cool doppelganger podcast. Yeah. Like Just text each other. Where are you going to see it? Um, AMC somewhere. I don't know. My buddy's gonna give me. Yeah, I'll meet you there. Me. Yeah, 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 I'll meet you there. Cool. All right, let's do it. Just get your buddy to grab me two tickets. Fun. That shouldn't be a problem, and I'll come. Cool. Yeah, I'll tell him to buy them, and he's you're not gonna pay him back. No, but just be like, hey, the, your co-host. I have two will be friends there. coming. Yeah, I'm gonna sit with them, not with you. But if yeah. you can just grab us the tickets, that'd be great. Thank you. That would be awesome. Thank okay. you. So we'll much. just do that. Yeah. Perfect. We'll do that. Um. No, the last movie I saw in theaters was How to Train Your Dragon Three: The Hidden World. Really? Yeah. You like those the dragons? Yeah. I thought it was actually like the best use of 3D ever in a movie. You're into it. Since, yeah. I mean, yeah. I thought, you th- yeah. You think that's your favorite dragon movie? Um, No. my No. Not overall. It's my favorite How to Train Your Dragon movie. It's a really good series. It's like if you can get past Jay Brule being like, come on, bud. Okay. He says you like it lot. better than Dragonheart? I definitely like it more than Dragonheart. You like it better than Reign of Fire? No. 
Okay. I, I love Rain of Fire. Matthew McConaughey, slow motion midair with an axe. I just rewatched it, and I gotta say, didn't really like that movie very much. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen it in about 10 years. I think it's a really so. shitty concept. They, like, survive. The, the concept that bothered me the most is they survive by eating ash. So, which <laughs> That's is how you make a post about that. So dumb. It's just this dumb thing. Like, how ah, do they eat what ash? What do they do? They just eat ash. That's why they got to burn it all down. So they breathe fire, but they eat ash? Yeah. That's yes. just like that that that's not how digestive systems work. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was cool. I liked McConaughey in it and in Bale. They were uh, yeah, cool. I like them in There's it. some things about it that are cool, but I don't know. I don't know, man. It's a corny movie. Not a lot of great uh dragon movies. No, a few and far between. Um yeah, yeah I, I think the dragons in uh was the last Harry Potter. That dragon was cool. And the Deathly Hollows. Yeah. Where they go down to the bank. They have a good dragon. That was a good dragon. Smog was so so. Smog was kind of annoying. He's like, yeah. hello, Frodo. And like they barely had to do they didn't even do CGI. It's just like just Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. Where he looks exactly just like him. a dragon. Just him walking just around. Just a lizard face. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, that's all you had to do. He was annoying. I I mean the the Hobbit movies were just annoying. If it was one Hobbit movie and it was like, you know, then that dragon could have yeah. been cool. But... I don't fuck with them. I don't fuck with them at all. No, they were. They were a disgrace. They really to were. The Lord bad. of the Rings. I agree. Yeah, terrible. But that's kind of all. I, I haven't um, been watching too much horror other than these uh, these two movies. Oh, I rewatched the movie The Monster, which I put on my top ten list two years ago, and I wanted. I recently watched it too. It was on Netflix. Yeah, I kind of yeah. want to take that back. Really? <laughs> it's not that good. I thought it was fine, especially for that year. I think it was. Yeah. Well, that year there was some cool stuff that. I, I liked the monster the first time I saw it, and upon watching it, it's just kind of like a like a five foot six guy in like a kaiju costume. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't hate it, but I don't know if that was really like top ten worthy. Fair enough. Hey, we, you know, we can't go back now. We felt what we felt at the time. We felt it. Yeah. Right? All right. You know what? Thank you. That's love, baby. That's how it goes. I felt kind of guilty after. I was like, I recommended that movie to people. I watched it with my brother. And I was like, what'd you think? And he's like, yeah, I don't, I don't know about that one. And yeah. I was like, yeah, it wasn't that great, Yeah, it's it? just the way you feel when it happens. You know, yeah. We were in a different time, a different place in our lives, and we've grown since then. We've grown past it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's true. We're How about you? Young you bucks, have you been watching any good horror movies? I watched, um, I watched all the movies you recommended on the last episode. Good. Really liked them all. Gungeum especially. Awesome, Gun GM was. I thought it was horrifying. Terrifying. That was the scariest movie of the year, right? Yeah. Do you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you. If I tell, one of your pupils is way bigger than your pupil right now. Is it this one? Yeah. Really? Yeah. My eye was really red before, and I put yeah. in my contact. It's weird. Huh, maybe I'm getting some it's kind spooky. of infection. Interesting. This could be the zombie outbreak kind of thing. Yeah, well, I'm glad I'm here. I'm I'm on the other side of the table, so. Hmm. I kind of want to see it. Close to the door, but yeah, um, it weird. Yeah, it was really red when I was putting in my contacts, mm. and it and it hurt, and it was like bleeding, and but I was like, whatever, I got to hit the road. Yeah, it's like, it's bigger. It's like getting better. But okay. it's so weird. Well, let me know if this one evens out. It's spooky. Huh. But also, what else? So I watched uh, uh, Velvet Buzzsaw, which I thought was an interesting. Oh, I like the title. Movie. I remember it came out on Netflix. I saw some idiots posting about it in horror. Everything. Yeah, it was okay. I, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is very good in it. It's, it's oh, worth a watch. Okay. Old old gills is yeah. in that, huh? It's worth a watch. And he's like, oh no, oh wait, is that a buzzsaw? Yeah, uh, uh, a velvet. I mean, it, oh, it's oh, velvet. Like, oh. Hey, Dad, uh, we're stuck in the library, and the weather's getting pretty bad. This is a flawless Jake uh, impression. Thank you. Um, I'd really love to good. come out to one of your comedy shows. Do, and, do, uh, <laughs> do Donnie Darko for me. Do uh, Donnie Darko. Uh, well, I'm a pretty weird guy. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wow. I've never good. seen Donnie Darko. Oh, really good. you never seen Donnie Darko? No, but he's a weird guy in it, right? I mean, it's okay. It's kind of like one of those movies when you're like a teen that like is like really meaningful. Yeah. It's like, I, I, like, I, like I Garden State like, at the same time. You know, yeah. it's like, you're like, oh, I love this movie. I'm a weird, angsty teen that speaks to me. Like, oh, yeah. Much. I don't know. That's I can do good Jake Gyllenhaal um, from uh, uh, Zodiac. Okay. Um, oh, well, I was just thinking that maybe this guy's the killer. Dungeon's like, God damn it, I'm an alcoholic. And you're well, okay. Okay, so that would be Zodiac. And then if well, I <laughs> if I had to I do feel like I'm there, just <laughs> yeah. fucking Yeah, that's a whole that's a full wow. scene. I don't want I'm not gonna do the full scene. But if I had to do him in uh day after tomorrow. Hey dad, uh well we're in the library and well, he's getting pretty bad out there. He's like, Son, you're in the library. I'm coming to get you. He's like, No, Dad, it's fine. I'm here, I've got a whole interracial yeah. gang of characters that we're gonna just read it's a riddle cold it's cold <laughs> hey hey dad i'm coming son that movie sucks don't fucking say that that's like a roland emmerich a masterpiece uh you know disaster Day is incredible Ugh, gosh Realistic. it's all gonna happen to us soon right yeah we're all gonna be underwater yeah. frozen something like that i saw that with frank oz frank oz and his kids in high school he took us he was like i was fine frank oz yeah, the guy who played Yoda. Yoda, Miss Piggy yeah. Kermit. Yeah, I went to see the day after tomorrow with him. You went. You went to see it with him. Yeah. Okay. Sure, you did. I did. Why? How have you I not was, brought that up before? I I brought up him on the pod. I'm his two sons were good friends of mine in high school. They're still friends. I keep in touch with Hudson and Cooper. They're good buddies of mine. I and, play ping pong against Frank Oz. Damn. And you went to go see. It. I don't remember talking about this. Maybe not that specifically. I thought I may may have brought him up. Maybe not. Yeah. That's just a little. You know, I don't walk around telling people that. That's well, a I mean, I like would. That. Yeah, as like a narcissist, I would totally tell people that all the time. We went to we would I, go I would to get, this. I would get so much pussy. Yeah, if I went around saying, "Hey, you know Frank Oz?" Yeah. You know? Well, you can. Yoda. I mean, you know him through me. So if you want to yeah. go around trying to get yeah, pussy, I would, that way. I would get like I would get something like a girl suit. He took right. us to see the after tomorrow. We we used to go to this absolute dumpster of a movie theater, Torrington, Connecticut. I don't even know what it's called. I think just the Torrington dumpster, and we'd go there. No one would ever be there, and we saw it. And then afterwards, there was some like. <laughs> kid like walking around outside or something and frank like pulls up to him he's like are you okay do you need help do you need to ride anywhere and the kid's like no and he's like okay and I, and his son hudson's like dad you don't you don't have to go around like saving the world like <laughs> <laughs> Just a little frank is, frank uh, anecdote. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice guy really nice guy i bet he is that's so that's wicked cool frank oz rules yeah yeah he's the man yeah I, he's that's awesome great. ping pong player he whooped my ass in ping pong a lot as a kid we had a little ping pong table in this bungalow. We'd play at their house, and he he would just come and just fuck everybody up. Yeah, damn. yeah, yeah. Would you would you as a ch- kid would you make him do like voices and stuff? No, the time? you were absolutely not allowed not, to do that. Do not bring up Star Wars. Yeah. The one one time we were I out, bet. At, I bet I get that. Oh, so, and, I and, that. and as his kids, yeah. you know, you know, I I get yeah. that. I did ask him though once that we went out to dinner, and I did ask him. I was like, you know, I just kind of asked him about like, you know, how was the experience on like the prequels versus the uh, the originals or whatever, and. <laughs> His his son Cooper next was shaking his head at me, just yeah. like, "Are you fucking serious?" <laughs> and he, but he gave me an honest thing. He was he was like, "Oh, he's yeah. like, I didn't really enjoy the prequels. He's like, I was just voice acting. He's like, I, yeah. I did all the puppeteering in the original. It was great. He's like, I wasn't. Yeah, really he into... didn't get to puppeteer at all. No. Just CGI. That yeah. sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I that was the one time. <laughs> yeah, he, is he still, he's still around, right? Yeah, yeah, cool, yeah, cool, yeah. Cool, he's got cool. this cool apartment in uh, in Manhattan. This like old school style apartment, like linoleum, t- linoleum tiling and stuff. 
Yeah. Does he still do like puppet stuff? Uh, I have no idea. I I haven't talked. I, I I keep in touch every now and then. Cooper and Hudson, they're they're both awesome. They're both into acting now, but I haven't seen them in, in you know, a while. I I wonder because I, I feel like maybe I'm not sure if he was involved with the Dark Crystal at all for not. Oh yeah, yeah, because oh, yeah, yeah, they're, totally. they're doing a new oh Dark the new Crystal one show, you mean yeah, and they're doing it's all practical. Right. So I, I wonder that. if they would like give him work for something like that. It's a good That'd question. Be cool, that know? would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. He's an older guy at this point, so yeah. I don't know how actively he's working, but I would I would think he's still doing I mean he was all he's always been pretty you know, he writes and directs yeah. and does a lot of different things. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out Frank Oz. Very cool. I don't have any childhood celeb friends. Yeah. Oh, that's just one of mine. I'll give you I'll another one at some point. Okay, just wait. Keep me waiting. Save it for the next Yeah, the next episode I'll talk about my other one. The next app. Yeah. Should we start talking a little bit about what the theme is? Yeah. Today? Okay. Yeah. So the theme is uh, for today's so it's Pioneer Cannibalism. Pioneer Cannibalism, baby. We've been waiting for this one. Ian Cowboy Meat. Yeah. Cowboy I think meat. I think Flaherty brought this theme up. Did he? Or, oh, yeah. yeah. I think we brought it up on that episode or something. You're right. Like that, shout you know? out Flaherty. That's, yeah. the, that's the episode, the episodic shout out to Flaherty. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Maybe we all kind of were start, we started to talk about that then. I think so. I so. mean, there are... I, I Google searched Pioneer Cannibalism. Not a whole lot. Not a there, lot. There, I think there are two movies, and they're the movies we're talking about tonight. Yeah, we're going to be talking about Bone Tomahawk and Ravenous. <laughs> Bone Tomahawk has a little bit of cannibalism, and Ravenous is just completely about cannibalism. It, yeah. It's, um, I feel like it's the right time, especially, you know, with Red Dead Redemption 2. Everyone's yeah, in ca- cowboy mood. Yeah, you know? you're right, you're right. It's all coming back. Everyone's... Uh, Real into horses and country and um, music. Westworld. Westworld. Yep. See, I feel like the time is. And now. there's a Deadwood movie coming De- out. Really? Yeah. Okay. See, yeah, yeah. We're, we're striking while the iron's hot. Yeah, that's why, always, we, that's why we're we doing got, this. We got our finger on the pulse. That's why we're doing it. Broadcasting, baby. Yeah. We as in, broadcasters. We know what we're doing. We in the broadcasting biz, boys. We got our fingers on the social. We make so pulse. much money too. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool to see the kind of money that that this podcast has brought into my life. Yeah. It's just changed everything. It was all about the Akasi uh, wine sponsorship, I think. Yeah, that 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 put a uh, food in my bowl for a long time. Yeah, if anybody out there well, has, uh, wine. Well, yeah, that put some yeah. wine in my bowl yeah. as well. Um, if anybody out there has uh, access to uh, an under ten dollar wine company and wants to offer a sponsorship, we mm-hmm. will drink it live on air. Boone's Farm, we're looking at you, baby. Yeah, come okay. at us. Yeah, even like something like Barefoot, I mean, or like Charles Shaw. Ooh, Two York Chuck. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Could be kind of cool. Oh yeah, get we'll at us. But uh, I I think this theme is uh, pretty cool. I think both these movies are very cool. Yeah, in their own way. Um, <laughs> cannibal movies are tough. Yeah, they're a tough thing to crack. There yeah. are, are tough skull to crack. Like, a tough skull to crack to get to the little the little brains of it. Yeah, because obviously you have the biggest one, of course, is Cannibal Holocaust. Mm-hmm. It's a kind movie, of the tentpole film of cannibal cinema. It is, but I mean, as Asian people have more information about the movie, that's not a movie I'm really into or want to watch anymore at all. To me, the story of the movie is more interesting. The history of the movie is more interesting than the movie itself. It is <clears throat> of well, the reaction that uh, yeah, that, that the di- the director had to go mm-hmm. to court and stuff, and people thought there was actual people being killed. Um, yeah, we there's a little special song that I wrote and at Berkeley called "Cannibal Holocaust." And we have like an MC on it who wrote some cool lyrics at, about the about it and more. Just the whole concept of I wonder who the real cannibals are was was a concept I thought that was kind of cool and explored in that movie with 
it's a movie where these kids are these films kids are going to the jungle and it's like all oh, these cannibals are savages these sick people and these they, motherfuckers are like skinning turtles and yeah but the kids kind of have it coming because they're like pieces of shit well the kids are like, the yeah, yeah that's the whole point of the end yeah. it's like these ca- cannibals is kind of their way of life these kids are the real POSs. so yeah um, but it, they do they kill real animals on camera in that movie yeah. which bothers me a great deal and especially in the uh, manner it's done when yeah. they're struggling to kill that turtle and the the yeah. girl that's weeping on screen that's real yeah it's disturbing it makes it it really takes it really ruins the movie for me to me yeah yeah i think it does for a lot of people yeah. and, and and that's fair enough because there were a bunch of after uh as far as like mondo italian movies goes of just like yeah. weird uh you know just kind of rip offs of that that are kind of the same thing because yeah. it's a difficult concept i think for a lot of people to deal with in film like how do you properly deal with cannibalism even in horror you know uh like i feel like in texas chainsaw they do it pretty well that's my favorite kind of cannibalism take on it and and like even we talked about you know a movie like um ravenous where the theme of cannibalism is is really in the foreground with bone tomahawk it's like kind of referenced and it's off screen and to me texas chainsaw massacre is so cool because you, you, people don't think about it as a cannibal move, cannibalism they movie, but that's, that's what the, it is. Yeah, because that's the purpose of what they're of them killing them. Right. Well, you don't necessarily you don't ever, ever really see them eating people. No, right. But, but it's it's, it's like, heavily you know, implied. Yeah, and, there are body parts around, and like you know, and, and the whole concept you know. of the the town these people are resorted to it because they are working in a meat packing factory that goes out of business, and it's mm-hmm. also got this like industrial sixties thing going on with what do you how do you survive how do you make ends meet if you will yeah yeah um so i like what cannibalism when it's when it's in that kind of context yeah it's weird how to do it how you have to present it because even in sons of the lambs and hannibal especially in hannibal it gets some pretty brutal uh strange fucked up eating yeah that's the whole like him eating the brain on the airplane through the vector of hannibal lecter himself is what makes it so interesting right just like he is better than everyone else because he is is just right so smart and he's just intellectual who wants to eat people and is refined and yeah it's a it's strange, because I, I, I like movies like that when it is kind of about class. I feel like a lot of cannibal movies end up being about this idea of uh, class and your place in the world, of like literally people eating people, yeah. through like you know capitalism, you know, like, right. uh, and ravenous manifest destiny. Right. Uh, Dog-eat-dog world yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, taking a more literal sense. But uh, it's very strange. It's not. It's true. It's not broached very often. And yeah, there's not even a lot of cannibal movies. And you know, I I'd made a post on my Facebook page before, you know, saying that we're doing the theme. Here's the movies. If anyone wants to questions about them, and most of the comments I got were on other cannibal movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, hey, this is frontier cannibalism, baby. We're talking 1840s yeah. to 1890s. That's it. Yeah. Even though we did just talk about cannibal holocaust, but you know. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. It ties in. You still just talk about cannibal movies in general for a little while. Yeah, totally. But I, I, because I, I agree with you, and and, and that's kind of gets to me, um, to to why I like this idea of pioneer cannibalism or frontier cannibalism, because it's not just the cannibal; it's the cannibalism in this setting that works really well. There's just something about this horror western vibe that in these two movies particularly uh, is done with a really cool, unique spin on it. So especially when you think about that time, that's something that probably happened. Yeah, honestly, often. You know, you think about the Donner Party. The Donner Party right. took place in the very similar area to both these movies. Uh, the Ravenous is, you know? is supposed to be loosely based on the Donner Party. Okay. Yeah. It stars, uh, there's a movie actually starring the same guy who is a religious dude in Ravenous about the Donner Party. Oh, Where he plays Donner and 
Oh, okay. It's, it's, it's okay. It's kind of boring. Interesting. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. people like stuck in, in caves and kind of. Um, it, it's a little bit more like can you can kind of buy into it almost a little bit more than like a, a cannibal movie that comes out in 2019, which is like you can just fucking go to Whole Foods. Yeah, <laughs> they got brain there. Yeah, get some brain, baby. Yeah, some human brain. Yeah, I mean they tried Green Inferno. Eli Roth tried it in Green Inferno by battling it with just it being like corny and cheesy. It was a misfire. That movie like, was just a misfire funny, to me, which I understand because of how heavy. Like you need some type of there needs to be something in order for you to do a cannibalism movie like it can't it can't just be heavy yeah Yeah. it can't be completely completely heavy because it's too much it in cannibalism in the in the background kind of works for me and that's why i thought bone tomahawk it was really effective yeah but yeah so would you eat uh human let's say so let's say i knew, i fucking knew you were gonna ask me okay that. but let's say this you don't have to kill anyone you don't where it came from someone places a plate of cooked human steak in front of you no i wouldn't you wouldn't take a bite no a single bite no i would i would take a bite you would take a bite you i know, know i would say I, I know i know you would take a bite. i would have to though just so i mean it's like i can't have the opportunity were you gonna are you gonna ask like the 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 what led up to this situation was this a no. person you're no. just you're just gonna go I'll in take a bite, i'm gonna leave you're just gonna leave. Then. Yeah. Well, what is it? Somebody that was dead, or somebody who's killed fresh to be eaten, or was somebody? It's no like idea. an organ donor. That's like I'm down to if I die, I I'm down to get I eaten. I don't want to know. You don't want to know. No, I don't want to know. It's like the same way that you eat cows and chickens. You want to know exactly what happened to them. Right. No. Yeah. Totally. Exactly. I mean, I I I'm an unabashed carnivore. Yeah. I enjoy steak. I like chicken. I but mean, uh, I just want to have that one piece, just so I can say when I had the opportunity that like I did eat a bite of human and then hopefully have no information so i can't get in trouble is that ever yeah. a situation that do, you, do you think there's anybody that's just casually eaten human meat casually well no, i don't just, know i don't know not or like maybe maybe we have an them. accident a lot of people probably have an accident without knowing you know like street meat stuff you know mm. different countries would you eat like happens. would you eat cat like if it was at a like a korean mm. place yeah, maybe probably maybe cat yeah hmm yeah, sometimes it's better to not ask where F- the meat FOMO, comes. FOMO, you know? You get the FOMO if you're missing out. Uh, yeah, I guess. You know? Yeah, not not so much for me. Yeah, take a bite. Eat a butt. Yeah, nah. I don't have too many, like, you know, moral lines when it comes to eating stuff. Like, I will try whatever, but yeah, no. Human meat? I don't know, man. That's fucking... I don't know. I'm kind of curious, I guess, what it would taste like. Yeah, I just want to know. That's why you seem one bite. Hmm. No, run away. Maybe one bite. Then they have a dark secret. Too. Maybe I taste it and spit it out. Okay. How about that? Yeah. There right. you go. Look at that. Sure. You know that I think that's acceptable. Is that a st- is that a gateway to cannibalism or yeah, is that okay? But I mean, that's maybe just you get the, it depends if you get the hunger. Hmm. You know, it can really strike you. Like is this the Wendigo yeah, touch yeah, exactly. we're talking here? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I take a bite and spit it out. Okay. And I want milk though after. You want a glass of milk? Yeah, milk. Whole milk or um, human breast milk? Oh, God, no, Christ, 2%. Come on, come on, man. Oh, no, not to the breast milk, not to the whole milk. It's disgusting. Oh, well, that's what I'm still, that's what I'm saying. Come on. No, it's disgusting. Go whole hog here. 2%. You know, it's a palate cleanser. Have a nice plate of human meat, then human breast milk, and then... Ugh, no, I heard, it, I heard breast milk is, like, very sweet. Yeah. I don't want that. It'll get unsweetened. I guess I do. Okay, I would spit out the human meat, and I would drink unsweetened breast milk after. How's that? That's great. All right. Hey, we got it. 
we're cannibalism, ladies. Yeah, we, we, we're, we're cannibalism. Yeah, we we found the moral lines, so you guys don't have to. Yeah, we, that's why we're <laughs> that's here. What, that's we, what we do, do the here. dirty work for yeah, you. Exactly. So you, this is totally moral. You're allowed to do it. Nothing against it. People are listening to this podcast right now in their car, like, huh? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Me too. Everyone's thinking about it. So if uh, so if you agree with us uh, about these moral lines of cannibalism, yeah. uh, just tag us and do hashtag Me Too on Twitter. Hashtag Meat Too. Meat Meat Too. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Let's yeah. start that as a new hashtag. Meat Too. I guess Me Too is taken, huh? Uh, I don't know. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen Me Too at all around? No. Okay, yeah. Okay. Well, I right. just thought Meat Too sounded funny. Okay. Like well. Meat and then the number two. Okay. There's a good yeah. Meat emoji, too. It's a good a couple good Meat ones. It's like pork on a bone. Nice. Yeah, some little pieces of steak. And there's new emojis I haven't even checked out yet. I, I'm, I'm, I would maybe love... There's, maybe there's a cannibal. I would love to see some cannibal... Yeah fucking emojis i mean i i was struggling with this facebook post more like, what do you do a smiley face do i do a canadian flag i, I would like no to idea. i want to do i would do me do a kissy face mm-hmm. and then uh uh steak yeah next to it hmm. i would do this the yummy face with the little tongue sticking out mm-hmm. and um and the meat and then uh a skeleton and, and then yeah and then the skull and face. crossbones yeah, yeah, so you're eating human. That's yeah. pretty good. Yep. So also, so you guys know, that was the official cannibalism emojis also. Yeah. So we're just covering all the lines here for the internet, social media, and for how you should feel about cannibalism. I think we yeah. I think we got it. I think that's a fine introduction and in that we've kind of put all the, the, the moral boundaries out on the table here, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's great. Should we get into the first movie? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. I think we're set up. I'm I'm feeling a little bit hungry, my friend. Yeah. Okay. You ate that kind bar. You wish that was a probably a human finger. Now I'm thinking now, I huh? would just wish that it was just yeah, just a bone, a human bone. So you could chew it and spit it out. Yeah. I mean, kind bars are good, but yeah, it's not that hearty. It's not that it's not that invigorating flesh. It doesn't give you that sexual thrill that eating a human would. It's not that soylent cola. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> soylent green. <laughs> Uh, okay. Yeah. Let's so, get into it. Uh, first movie we're gonna do is uh, Bone, Bone Tomahawk, you, we ready for our synopsis? Because I fucking got it all organized in a Google Doc. I'm not going to be subject to IMDb's bullshit anymore. Fuck them, dude. Fuck IMDb. Is there a tagline? I didn't even fucking write it. Um, but our friend of the show, Dan Lyons, shout out, 
has uh, provided me with like all of these different um, variant like covers for. Oh, that was for Ravenous. Sorry, but there's some great taglines for Ravenous oh, that we'll cool. go over. Okay. For for Bone Tomahawk, that's a good question. Um, also, the... also shout out, yeah, super shout out, Daniel Lyons. Thanks for engaging with the pod, bro. We appreciate. Oh yeah, yeah. He's got yeah. a really cool movie blog yeah. that you can check out. The DS uh, Movie Blues. Fuck yeah. And that he reviews a lot of different stuff. So yeah, I recommend people check that out too. Bone Tomahawk, like, doesn't have any fucking taglines. On the one poster, it's just, like, Russell Crowe. <laughs> Russell Crowe. That Crow, would yeah. be sick. Uh, Kurt Russell, like, looking down all sullen. There's no um, there's no tagline listed. They don't really do taglines a lot anymore, you know? They cut them out, which I is sad. I guess you're right. Yeah. I want them for horror. I want them. They're so fun. But what are you going to put for Bone Tomahawk? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, oh, wait. Okay, wait. I found some taglines. Get bit. Oh, this is terrible. Yeah. This is not a fucking tagline. Um, they just kind of list everybody. John Bruder, an armed gentleman. Franklin Hunt, the law. That's not a tagline. That's yeah, that's a little synopsis. That's characters, yeah. But it's listed under tagline. This one I would call like I would say four men ride out. What happens next will blow your mind. Yeah. All right. Cool. Click here. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, click now. <laughs> Consequence of sound. <laughs> <laughs> I would just make it a clickbait tagline. Yeah, that's not that's not a bad one. I like it. Okay, cool. Four men ride out, and whatever happens next, watch watch out for this. Yeah, hey, careful. All right, let's get into my synopsis and out of this fucking IMDb bullshit. Bone Tomahawk from 2015. It was written and directed by S. Craig Zoller, and I believe this is his first ever film. Yep, he was a novelist. He right, he was a, a novelist. Novel- yeah, novels and, that's pretty uh, cool. Yeah, he's online to he's in line to make a bunch of movies and a couple. I think two out of it, what his novels and stuff like that. Cool. But, uh, I'm curious to read yeah. some of his novels. Yeah, well, there's one called like the something the wraiths made of glass or something. Yeah, right. Uh, the Kurt Russell. Had, there's a Kurt Russell quote on it. Um, oh, it, really? Yeah, like on the back of the book. He was apparently a Kurt a, Russell quote. Yes. Kurt Russell. So Kurt. Oh, so okay. Yeah. So we're putting this together. So that's why Kurt Russell did this movie. He likes this guy's books. Yes. Because so, I was trying to figure yeah. that out. Because I'm like, why the fuck? Like, I love Kurt Russell. But yeah. what the fuck is he doing in this movie? Oh, man. This movie. You know, is, you know what I mean? It, it, it's a weird like, thing for him. But, but like, he, why would he be in this movie? I had no idea. That makes so much more sense. Yeah. Apparently it says, yeah. um, there, uh, shout out stupid imdb i'll read a trivia that may or may not be factual after reading uh zoller's second novel it's called the wraiths of the broken land okay carussell stated that Zoll, uh, quote zoller is a fabulous storyteller whose style catapults his reader into the turn of the century west with a ferocious sense of authenticity the phrase is written on the back cover of the book and i've seen a picture of it huh okay cool so that's probably why he so that's why he did the movie yeah yeah because i'm like i was just thinking i'm like he's he owes someone a favor. Like it's not that he's not great in this movie. It's just yes, just yes, strange right, yeah. that he eats yeah. in, it, in it in a smaller caliber movie from a new director. Yeah, like he's he's doing when he he rarely comes out, but when he does come out, he's like he's doing Tarantino. You know, well, this like, movie kind of, yeah, yeah, totally. It, it is interesting. I mean? Yeah, but yeah. I I think it's that Kurt Russell. this whole movie, yeah. the whole cast is almost unexpected, and it, it adds kinda, to how good they are. It is kind of Matthew Fox is. I, I haven't seen him in anything since Lost, and he's really good in this. He's great. Yeah. Got Richard Jenkins. He, who is incredible. It opens in with yeah. uh, Sid Haig yeah. and David Arquette. Well, so since we're, let me read yeah. the cast real okay, quick yeah. so we know everyone that um, that we're talking about. So Kurt Russell, uh, top build is Sheriff Hunt. Patrick Wilson from The Conjuring, a lot of people know, is Arthur O'Dwyer. Matthew Fox, a.k.a. Jack from Lost, mm-hmm. is Brooder. Richard Jenkins is Chicory. Uh, Lily Simmons is Samantha. 
David Arquette as Purvis. <laughs> Purvis. And then Sid Haig as Buddy. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Uh, yeah. Almost all horror actors. All really horror actors. Now, except uh, for maybe... Except Matthew Fox, really, because he was just on Lost. Right, and, like, and Richard Jenkins. I mean, Richard Jenkins like, is a Shape of Water. Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You know? You're right. He's in, he's in some... You're right. David stuff. Arquette. This is of one of two cannibal Scream, movies we'll be talking about. Scream. Oh, yeah, yeah. David he's Arquette. He's in so many. And Sid Haig. A lot of mm. people know as Captain Spaulding from mm. the Rob Zombie House of a Thousand Corpses movies. Um, but so, I got to say, man, this is arguably my third favorite ever Kurt Russell role. Really? Yes. He is great. He's very, I find him to be very, uh, restrained. Yeah. Which is good. Well, like, well I, yeah, I agree. He's not over the top. He's very restrained compared to how he usually, that's exactly uh, how he is in is, like Tarantino yeah. movies. Like I think he, and he's almost a toned down, like a refined bit darker more stern version of uh bob the hangman ruth from hateful eight yeah which he's kind of just a caricature in that which it's tarantino and it's fun he's got that vibe and that look that kind of pioneer sheriff vibe but he's dead fucking serious in this, and he's so good that line when they when shit starts to first get real and he goes in he's talking to patrick wilson the mayor comes in what will you do about my horse he's like they're not my priority right now those are my finest horses quiet you talk about horses again, I'll slap you red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like, yeah. man, you don't fuck with him in this. Dude, uh, yeah, because he feel, I feel like in most of his movies, he's really just this fucking energy. Yeah, kind of off the wall. And he's yeah. kind of, yeah, he's very just kind of quiet, but will, you know. He's strong. He's got yeah. a presence. My, my favorite mm-hmm. all-time Kurt Russell, without a doubt, is Snake Bliskin from yeah. Escape from New York. Second, I'd probably give to Jack Burton, old Jack Burton from okay. uh, Big Trouble in Little China. And then I, I'm thinking number three is Sheriff Hunt, man. Nice. I okay. love him in this. Well, we got four McCready. What's that? The thing. Oh, man. Our, yeah. Our, our McCready's Mac- oh, cool. McCready. Oh, man. Yeah, but you know, he's like really similar to Snake Plissken, and I like Snake yeah. more. Fair enough. But I mean, yeah, I mean, he's fucking great in that, of course. I'd give that four. Yeah. Okay. I prefer him in this, honestly, man. All right. Interesting. Yeah. Nice. I just like his vibe in this. I was just like, had a shit-eating grin on my face every scene he's in and everything he says. And the movie's written really well. You can tell this guy's an author because the dialect is but so appropriate for the, the time. Great and but it's, it's not just, distracting yeah, either. It makes it so much more funnier for the things they say sometimes. Yeah, yeah. The dialogue in this movie, I thought, was really just like amazing. I agree. All the dialogue is amazing because it, it, this whole movie is like, we, we open... With, you know, Sid Haig and David Arquette, and they're out in the wilderness. They're just slitting throats and taking great, their two great intro. Yeah. And, uh, and then they meet the cannibal, and then, like, he desecrates a great, uh, this greatest site, and they go back. And he has some great, Sid Haig has some great lines oh, right yeah. after. <laughs> Dude, yeah, that the whole opening, just every single line. This is not the time for womanly imaginings. That's exactly what I wrote down. That's <laughs> I what I'm love saying. that this line. This is not the time for womanly imaginings. <laughs> It sounds ominous. <laughs> what a fucking like, line! They're just the way that just back and forth. It's, it's amazing. So... You you wish he's in the movie longer from yeah. seeing that, but you're after you're, you're you're glad you just got that little bit. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because the thing is, is about when you go back to an old dialect like this, is you have an opportunity to write in this way. The, the way people spoke, or at least we perceive them to have spoken back then, is almost extremely poetic. Right. In a way, yeah. in, in their diction. And like, because we don't yeah. really speak like that anymore. No so slang. It, yeah. Or, so, I, yeah. or if they do, it seems more proper. And, uh, right. So it makes it so much fun 
for the this the way they talk in order to be funny with this di this uh dialect and diction that we yeah. see as almost more uh hoity toity or proper even though it is the old west like, yeah and you kind of like it, it, it it's almost to me it was accentuated by watching ravenous where like the dialect did not sound like it was from the 1800s it yeah, could have been nah, whenever yeah and nah. it made me appreciate yeah. the dialogue in bone Damog that much more yeah, if if there are any flirtatious remarks, yeah. there will be a reckoning. <laughs> so like, good. Yeah, yeah. That, every it's line, so fun. every line yeah. is so memorable in this movie, man. It's so quotable. I was just, I would find myself pausing it and writing stuff down. Save your jokes. No one lacks for the campfire. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just simple shit, and it's just, yeah, it's just so good, man. Especially because that makes up most of the movie. Like I said, after yeah. they they the cannibals come and they take. Yeah, get, get, you want to give a, yeah. a quick little synopsis? Yeah, okay, of yeah, the cannibals come. They take Patrick Wilson's wife because and um, uh, well, David Arquette and a deputy because they come back for David Arquette. And they steal a bunch of horses and stuff, right. and they go back. David Arquette leads the cannibals to this town. Yeah, by being a piece of shit and desecrating this grave, then yeah, that's how they find the small town Bright Hope, where Kurt Russell's the sheriff, and then Kurt Russell and. Matthew Fox and Patrick Wilson and Richard Jenkins have to go out and get him. Yeah, but that's pretty that's, much it. But that's most of that's the movie. The it's just four guys on four horses. Four guys yeah. just riding out. Yeah. And it's... There's nothing really happening, but yeah. it's just all these characters interacting with each other. Yeah. And it's not boring no you only it's, it's, not boring. it's two just hours listen, and i could have watched it for another hour each other yeah and interact and like they're all very real realized characters yeah so um, well uh, uh, richard jenkins chicory he's, he's like great. he's like heartbreaking at times when, yeah well, before he leaves me he says goodbye to his wife's grave mm -hmm. he's like i'll be back you know i'm just like why is this why is this so good right now why yeah. it it, it I'll get into this a little bit more, but I think there's reasons why this movie is overshadowed by certain things that happen in it. But this movie does not get enough credit for how good it is. Yeah, the character, like I, especially I really appreciated the way they wrote Matthew Fox's character. He's uh, so Bruger, good in it, yeah. Because you think he's an asshole. He's someone. He's this fun dressed dude. He's like, he knows how to. He's killed like hundreds of Indians. Uh, he, he's kind of an asshole. He's a killer. You right, know? and then you kind of find out that like why, like I mean, his his uh, mother and sister were killed, and so he's like went out and killed a bunch. It's still not right, but you also he gets humanized through like just even just survival. He ends up killing these Mexicans mm -hmm. that are wandering through the camp, and it finds that you kind of find out that it kind of maybe was the right thing. Yeah, he was. He was. His do. suspicions were right. You and find then out. when his horse dies, the way he reacts to that, that it really humanizes. Yeah, him as a character who's supposed to be kind of an asshole. Yeah, you know? I, I totally agree. That and because there's the the whole scene where he's like, um, you know, he's like he's telling the sheriff he's setting up this tripwire around camp and he's telling mm -hmm. the shirt the sheriff that how it's gonna work and excuse me, Richard Jenkins Chickory, he's the backup deputy. He's too old to be doing yeah. it, but he's so sympathetic. He he loves Sheriff Hunt. He'll do anything he says. Yeah, he's kind of a dumb sycophant. Yeah, right, exactly, yeah. And, and he hates that sheriff's being, um, like, kind of talked down to. And, and Kurt Russell's like, let it go. And he's like, no, you don't talk to the law like that. And he, <laughs> he gets all like that. And, uh, and Bruder's just like, I'm the smartest man here, and I intend to keep us alive. And they're kind of like, what are you, the smartest oh, yeah, man here? Yeah. And he's like, I'm not married. 
married men or smart men don't get married. Yeah, and so he play. He's a womanizer. You think he just doesn't care about anyone. And then he's like, you know, when he break when he when the, they steal the horses and he goes, nobody would get him. My horse wouldn't let some greasy Mexican get on her. And get then all he, saucy. Yeah, and and then he's like, looks like she resisted. And he goes over and his face when he has to put his horse down and he's like fighting back tears, still being like a macho man. But you can, it's like. This guy doesn't just not give a shit about anything. Like, there yeah. is emotion to him. There is depth. There is layers. And it's like, and he says before, he's like, like, what do you think? I'm an asshole. Like, I'm out here with you. Yeah, like, you, you here, risked like, his life to yeah. go to, and he di- totally he didn't have life. to. Yeah. yeah, right, right. Yeah, man, just the, 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 the characters have no right being as well fleshed out in this, in a horror movie as they are in this. It's great. Know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, The cinematography is great, too. Um, the, the, the shots, the framing, I mean, you know, I, I watched the good, the bad and the ugly recently, which is one of my all time favorites and just any kind of Western, just seeing those mountains. I mean, if, if it's filmed right and it's shot right, it's beautiful. And when you add that Gothic horror element to it, it's really powerful. Yeah. And so there's some of these shots. One of the ones I wrote down was when David Arquette first, you know, is like leading the cannibals unintentionally to the town. He's burying the guns and shit like that under a tree. And there's just a long shot of him next to a tree with a lantern on the ground, the lantern casting the shadow of the tree on him. And it's just like a really effective, oh, yeah. spooky shot. So th- the attention to detail is there. Like, cause when you said in a movie that where not a lot of events or action is happening, but you fall in love with the details and you're noticing things on the screen the whole time. Um, and, and <laughs> to get back to the intro, I, we have to talk about the, the title drop of bone Tomahawk. It's right oh, yeah, when yeah. they start getting the, the Indians or the, the, the trog delights or whatever the cave dollars show up and it's just like a skull falls off this grave hits the dust and then bone tomahawk <laughs> yeah dude yeah both these movies we're gonna do have great, great titles. title drops and the title well, drops, I, I love a fucking title drop dude. me too I man love it. and a title drop so i good. i was thinking yeah. I, I you can equate it to like a bass music or an edm drop yeah. you know and it, where like an EDM, a typical drop is they're like they're really beating you over the head with where it's coming. Space and then the drop, you know. But when it's when it's done really effectively in a movie, you they doesn't set it up. It just drops on you. Yeah, and you're just like, oh yes, you know. It's like it's similar, but it's opposite. There's not yeah. a build-up to it, but when it happens, it's so effective. Yeah. Just a skull hitting the dirt and then bone tomahawk coming up on the screen. Yeah. You're just like, oh, man, this is going to be awesome. I love jobs like that. It's yeah. my, I think my favorite one, honestly, is uh, Cabin in the Woods when it's Richard Jenkins I, and yes, that guy. totally. And they're just driving in the go-kart, like, talking about cabinets, and he's like, are you even listening? Yeah. This is like, this cabin in the woods. Awesome. Like. <laughs> awesome. Totally, totally. I'm trying to think. So we, cool. There's some other ones yeah. that we've done on the podcast yeah. of great title drops. I, none are coming to mind right now. Um, but that's a fun thing to think about. And, and horror movies have a yeah. leg up on everything when it yeah. comes to title drops. Especially when your movie's called Bone Tomahawk. It's not called like the diary of old man Simmons. You yeah. know? Like yeah. it's it, it's hard for a drama. It's hard for like Forrest Gump to be dramatic. The of Buster Strokes. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah. When it, when you when you call your movie Bone Tomahawk, you might as well have it come up in an effective way, you know? Cool name for the movie. Oh god, I fucking I wish I called an album this. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. <laughs> yeah, so awesome. Wicked sick. Um some other just like fun things I re- um the the drunk pianist at the bar I love 
Mm-hmm. And he's got like he's, he's like passed out drunk, and he's got like whatever the listing is. It's like two cents for one song, but then it's like this awkward like it goes up for more songs. I think Matthew Fox is like it doesn't like, make sense. That doesn't yeah. make sense. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like he get he buys two songs. And the guy like turns the sign over, like, and he's like, "Dollar star." Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. He's like, <laughs> what, no, one, drink what, one, "One drink a song." Yeah, he's yeah. like, "I'll take whiskey." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one drink to begin. It's just really good, like effective world building. Yeah, yeah, and there's definitely uh, jokes um, that aren't like don't make it a comedy, but they're still just like enough. It's funnier because it yeah, doesn't try yeah. as much, whereas yeah, Ravenous get really effort, goes. To, effortless. Yeah, Ravenous tries yeah. to be funny at times, and it makes it less funny. But when Bone Tomahawk isn't when it, when Kurt Russell just says I'll slap you red, yeah. it's like a laugh out loud moment, even if it's not intended to be, and it's not you're not laughing at it, you're just like oh yeah he will, <laughs> you know. I, I like the actor who plays the Native American dude, the professor. Yeah, he's also uh, the the guy from Westworld, the, who is that like amazing oh, yeah! episode about his journey yeah. as the Native American yeah, guy. Yeah, that is that guy. Which was like the he best episode from the last yeah, season. Yeah, he's a good actor. He's really good. Um, yeah, I wish he went with them. I, I do, I do too. Yeah. But Matthew Fox being like super, you know, like ignorant and like you know doesn't yeah. like Native Americans. But I, I think they, and they even that they explain, flash, you know? th- right? And and even that you think like when he says, um, wh- when he's saying that he's gonna go with him on this rescue mission, he's like, and I've killed more Indians than all you combines. And he goes, that's an ugly boast. It's he goes, a, not a boast. It's a fact. fact. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, see, it's so weird that I just remember all the. We you remember the dialogue so much. Yeah, it's, they're memorable. They're not. It's yeah. not overdone. Um, that, that actor I'm trying to find cause he's so good. What, do you remember his name in the, uh, he's the professor. Is the professor. Name. Okay. So it's Zon McClarnon. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah I mean, I, he, yeah, he into the, he, it looks like he's kind of done the native American into Westerns before, but I had recognized him from, um, that episode of, uh, West Westworld. Yeah. Cause they, they asked him to go in the movie and he's like, no, I don't want to, I'm not going to die. Right. You know, cause these people, uh, according to him, they are. They're like, oh, well, aren't they like, yeah, yeah. They're, aren't they like Indians like you? And he and he's like, no. Uh, these people are like troglodytes. They are. They fuck each other. They're inbred and they're cannibals and they're completely messed up. Uh, Luke also went. Uh, he left the room to go let our intern uh, slash his girlfriend Jen in. So I was supposed to pretend and just go on and talk for a while pretend like he's still here but um i'm unable to do so you know i need my partner i i mean i can't fly alone you know ducks fly together that's kind of how it goes oh hello welcome to the pod sorry i couldn't keep up the illusion i let it i let it down i let them see behind the curtain our social media guru and ceo Oh, Jen Dulong's here, and she also brought me oh. another gift. This is my second gift of the podcast. That's yeah. fantastic. That's wow. wonderful. Wow, thank you so much. It's amazing. That looks so great. Isn't that great. Did you make that? No, my cousin's girlfriend did. That's awesome. Wow. It is a knitted Jason Voorhees. A cross stitch. A cross stitch. Right? This is, is incredible. That what you call that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And look, amazing. Brandon gave me a Dead Last Podcast magnet. Oh, Merry Christmas to Luke, I guess. This is great. This, You know, this is what we're talking about, people that are pussies that don't celebrate horror and ghost year-round. Yeah. It's the same with Christmas, man. We People should just be giving each other gifts all the time. Yeah. And especially March. me. So, yeah. Um, I got you guys Dale's Pale Ale. Yeah. You can have a tug of gin. I'll take the Pale Ale. Okay. Fair enough. No She's got a yerba mate. I'm going to do both. 
Yerba mate with gin is a potent combination. Mm, yummy. Um, <laughs> yeah, send us gifts. Yeah, well, got, yeah, and guys, yeah, send don't it to you Luke's don't address? Oh my God, Luke just broke the microphone. Nope, I didn't. <laughs> a true gift. What happened here? Something. Lots going on here. Sorry, this is a real. This is why we're we need really coming Jeff. off the rails here. All right, I'm just gonna hold it like this. I think that's cool. He looked like Elvis. Croon, croon for me. I'm glad we're not uh, streaming this because this looks weird. You would have looked like a fucking idiot when you did that. People would have judged you. Actually, we are gonna stream this. Um, no, we'll edit it all out. We'll, yeah, well, let's edit this part out for sure. We'll edit it all out. No one will ever know. I'll remember to do this. Okay, please edit it out. Okay, so anyway, sorry about the interruption. You were talking about troglodytes. Yeah, troglodytes. I, I also like how they give them a name. And, you know? the, and at the end when the guy's like, can it's anyone trog spell troglodyte <laughs> like, for the paper? Yeah. <laughs> but the, yeah, that I love that because it's so much. It, it's not just the cowboy versus Indian dynamic. The fact that they level up by saying like these are cave dwelling savages. Yeah, they're uh, totally different. They're denounced by the new yeah, American guy right. as even being in the same category. Right. You know, which is cool because I think that stops it from being like offensive. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah, 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 totally. And Even though I keep saying Indians instead of Native Americans, sorry, we're talking about Westerns, it happens. So when I we apologize. talk about, well, how that works yeah. is you can say Indians when we're talking about, we're, when we're talking in the 1890s where the movie takes place. That's, that's not ignorant, it. they call yeah. them Indians. But if we're talking about 2019, like if I'm talking about that guy's filmography, I'm going to call him a Native American. Hey, fair enough, I think it's fair. Uh, just again, just a, this is a moral guideline, how to live your life. Just again, we're just killing it, letting yeah. you guys know where the moral lines are how people need to know how to talk about cannibalism and the right terminology to use so you don't sound ignorant with your friends yeah just again like if you agree with us about what to call native americans just tag at last podcast and do hashtag me too again right meet too meet too yeah meet too yeah mm -hmm. um and you should know what to feel ashamed about and that's also shout out to anyone that's ever enjoyed michael jackson you should feel ashamed of that yeah. If you ever liked any music I, he made. I've never enjoyed a single. I've never danced or... Oh, me, no. or, oh or, me neither. I've never owned a Thriller jacket that would still be uh, nope. in my closet right now. I never would have it. I, I didn't get my start in music by doing karaoke to Thriller either. And I no. hated that music video and I never watched it hundreds of times. It's on disgusting. Repeat. He's disgusting. Yeah. I've never... No, I never liked it. Well, you know what? We also... I, I uh, Next week, I'm going to be deleting the Supercilious episode with uh, American Warren from London. Because John Landis did also did the thriller video. So oh, I think good. It's just yeah. So sorry. No, that good. Thank you. Sorry, Rob. But I mean, it's not like you're a great guest, anyway. So it was a terrible guest. Yeah, he was exhausted. Guest, he was tired, and guest. he was like falling asleep. I couldn't wait to get rid of him. Yeah. Couldn't oh, he'll never him. be invited. Couldn't back. wait to get him out the door. He'll never you be know. invited back. Yeah, I mean, what can you do? Yeah. Um. So so. Uh, so we're okay. So that now we've, we they're talking about the 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 savages and. And they're like, we got to go out and rescue the woman. And, and I like, the, I like Kurt Russell going to his wife, and she's like sick as well. She's got like fever mm -hmm. or something, and she's just like, you know, are, why do you have to go? Why? And he's just like, I'm going. Let's not have words on this. Yeah, he's just, he's no, he's got to do it. Moral obligation. He's right. a good man. Right. So they head out to the unlikely kind of ragtag crew. It's you got the rancher um, Arthur O'Dwyer, who is um, Patrick Wilson's character. It's his wife. Obviously, he's injured. But he's really pissed. Um, you got Matthew Fox, Bruder, just agrees to go. The sheriff, and then of course the uh, chicory, the deputies, the uh, the backup deputy has to go. Yeah, because the deputy was um, abducted. abducted as mm -hmm. well as um, as well as Samantha. Yeah, 
Um, and then when they leave, so there, there's not much music in this movie. It's a lot of silence and dialogue. Yeah. But there is, um, there's like this, when they leave, it's, it's this really like sad, mournful song that just kind of like foreshadows that doomed journey that they're going on. And it's called Four Ride Out, and it's by Jeff Harriet and um, S. Craig Zoller, who directed it. So, well, it was, was it for it was for the uh, it was for the movie specifically. They use yep. the lyrics at, at the end. The what is with that credit song? That's the song, right? No, no, no. That's what a, they, they say that they say Four Men Ride Out. There's know? a song that plays before the Four Men Ride Out. They're like beyond the end of civilization. It sounds like yeah. the Imagination song from South yeah. Park. Imagine. Nation, it's literally like beyond the end of civilization. Beyond civilization. Yeah, it's really weird. It's out of place that credit song. We're jumping ahead there a little bit, but uh, that song really weirded me out. But um, the, yeah, that music is really cool. Whenever it comes up in the movie, that it's like really sad. Like it's like it. This is bad. Yeah, it's just a melancholy tone for their dark trip out there. Yeah, uh, very heart of darkness. Yeah. And, uh, journey across the frontier. Yeah, and it's a long journey, and especially with uh, old Patrick Wilson's broken leg. Yeah, he's a stupid broken leg that's always a source of uh, frustration. And it, you mm-hmm. feel, I remember what, the first time I watched the movie when it came out in 2015, like, you you really feel like you're there with him, with that leg. You you, you hate his leg injury, yeah, you know? Like, hobbling. You're like, just... oh, please. And he's, like, sweating. And he's, he plays it. He's not, like, a little bitch. He plays it cool. But, like, oh, my God. It's You can tell he's in agony. And every time he stumbles on a rock, just it's drink like. drink the opium. I, right, right. Well, they don't want him to take the yeah. opium so he doesn't fall off the horse, which is bullshit. I mean, you can totally ride a horse on opium. Yeah, people get shot and sleep on horses all the time in movies. Right. You know? Exactly. You can sleep on a horse. You can do opium. It doesn't matter. But if you follow a horse, you'll get really messed up. Yeah, that's true. And he's broken leg. Chris Reeved. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's good point. Happens. Yeah. But this movie really made me wish that Matthew Fox was in more things. Me too, yeah. Because I miss him. I loved Lost. Well, I mean, in retrospect, maybe I don't like Lost. But I watched Lost. Oh, yeah. Religiously. I, really I, I watched Matthew it after Fox. it came out, but I really liked it, yeah. Yeah, I really like Matthew Fox, and he didn't really get he didn't do anything. Like he got after like it. he got some like weird like action movies and stuff like that. So I can't. But he didn't really get anything. We gotta go. Yeah, back, Kate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a good actor, and I want him. I want more for him, especially after seeing him this outing for him as a movie actor. He was fantastic. Yeah, apparently he said he always wanted to do a western, so he was really excited to do it. He's well suited for it. He's got the face. Yeah, the, yeah, like he's got it. He's great. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I mean, like we said, everybody is, um, and he's the kind of guy that's keeping it together the whole time. So eventually, they get to a point where. Um, uh, Patrick Wilson can't really go on anymore. Yeah, the horse has got stolen. He's been walking forever. Right, he's, he's walking. Behind. Yeah. So they set, he, um, he sets his leg, Bruder sets, or uh, Chicory sets his leg and just kind of leave him there. And they're like me. They're, they're in there with a bunch of heroin. Right. They know. don't know if he's going to die or not, but they get further and they start, and they get to the caves and um, they start hearing like howling and shit like that. They get to that like cave land where they were in the intro. You see that um, Indian burial ground that, you know, we saw in the, for, in the opening sequence. And um, they uh, they get ambushed and they get fucked up. They get pretty fucked up right yeah. away. They didn't stand a chance. No, uh, they're on. They're uh, they because they, clearly they're th- this valley. They call it um, where they are the Valley of the Starving Man, is what the um, the the Indian guy says is what it's called. Mm-hmm. They clearly the, these troglodytes have like vantage points in the cave, so they see them 
yeah, coming they're along. always they're always whistling always saying they're like oh right. we've been found out right and matthew fox dies pretty quickly yep sacrifices, sacrifices himself, himself. yeah yeah, mm, yeah. But the other guys still get got and uh they get captured yeah and then that's yeah. and that's where shit starts to get real yeah this was probably the last 20 minutes of the movie yeah a little longer a little longer half, little longer, hour, half hour i would okay. say because that that's then there's the scene and there's this is yeah. the scene that this was the Riddle. like the only real thing i remembered about the movie and this is like my kind of my only issue with this movie is i think this scene is so visceral and brutal it like overshadows how good it is it's so brutal but it's also for a whole movie to not be mean-spirited and have such a mean-spirited death i think right. kind of evens out i guess because it's just this because if you don't have that, what else is there? You didn't have an you issue with I that mean? scene at all? I think it's incredibly brutal. It's really hard to watch. But because of the intensity of it versus how little of it there is uh, in the movie, I mm-hmm. understand the choice to do that. I just think that they could have established that brutality without maybe showing us everything that they did. Because like we said, the cannibalism is like off screen. They, these people are just referred to as savages. They, they they don't have a language. They just kind of scream at each other and lives in, live in these caves. Um, but it, they, they, they find out when they get there. So when um, Jenkins, um, I'll refer to them by their character's name, Chicory and Hunt get in the jail cell, they, they see Samantha there. She's okay. And the other deputy is there, but he's not well. And they said the other guy, um, uh, Purvis, who they captured, they're like, she's like, they killed him and ate him. Yeah. So they do, they mention it, but you don't see any of that shit. Well, they could have, but they didn't. But uh, which I think is good. Well, it but, was, uh, yeah, it was but fine. I, I think showing this death it created the stakes of what, th- what yeah, what you're up it against. does that. Yeah. They're not just gonna get killed and eaten. They're going to die in the most brutal fashion you right. can probably possibly imagine. Yeah. Do so you, you want to describe he, the scene? Okay. So they first they take all his clothes, they scalp him, yep. they put a scalp in his mouth, mm-hmm. then they take a steak. And hammer that stake into the back of his throat with a scalp, so he's still alive. Then they turn him upside down and uh, saw him in half. They saw him a little bit, then they just rip him in half. Yep. Well, using a bone tomahawk, yeah, just smashing him in the groin until yeah. it like cracks. Yeah. And then you, by his ankles, rip him in half, and his entrails spill out. Yeah. And you see all of it. It's pretty brutal. It's disgusting. Yeah. But I, I think it does establish the stakes of like of their panic and to watch. Yeah, to just watch it, kind of the spirit, kind of like drain from even Kurt Russell watching him, like he's trying to like be there for like Nick. Right. He's like, I'm here, Nick. I'm talking to you. I'm gonna yeah. avenge you. And then like, yeah. like halfway through, he's just kind of like can't say anything. Yeah, yeah. he yeah. is. It definitely you know. sets the stakes high, and, yeah. and I pre. But it, to me, it just you, that's the that's the part I remembered from the the movie. Yeah. And it's like if you bring up, I brought up Bone Tomahawk before, and people are like, oh, Bone Tomahawk. We had a comment like from our website where it says um, the next two movies we're doing, and somebody's like, "Wow, Bone Tomahawk," and they're not saying "Wow" because they thought it was deep character development, like yeah. we've been talking about. Yeah. <laughs> like it's because of that scene, you know. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I agree though. I agree it sets the stakes, and then they and then they're just like, "Okay, we gotta figure this shit out." And it's cool, and they're and none of the characters are weak, you know. They all they're all okay. How do we fucking figure this out so we don't end up bone sawed? Yeah, know? they immediately they're like, "How do we get?" You know, we've got a bunch of opium in a flask. How we get them to take that? Like, they get at least one of them dead and another, like, indisposed of for a long time. And yeah. Trying to figure out. Because the only other real brutal part in the movie besides, like, I mean, the beginning was Sid Haig, which is kind of just regular brutality. Yeah. It's, it's, not, arrow. it's nothing special. Standard arrow yeah. fare. Yeah. Standard arrow fare. 
um just the uh you the they get angry about the flask uh they really right. know they did and then they like that was pretty brutal too is they, they cut uh Kurt Russell open a little bit and they shove the flask after him sitting on hot coals like into yeah. his like like in him which i mean yeah. if you were a subject of school bullying then i mean you know we've seen happens that. everyone school yeah. schoolyard stuff hot flask in the slit but that's really the only other like s- brutality from uh yeah it's just those two parts but know, it's, uh, yeah it is pretty fucked up i understand why people would have a big problem with, with this movie because of that and i just think that happened. that scene like prevents people from checking the movie out you know and it, yeah. and, and what's such a good movie yeah but it do, it does like I said it creates the stakes and it creates the realism of like what these people do the yeah. horrifying nature it doesn't you know this shit's real they are gonna fuck you up they are fucked up yeah and frogs it's, and they're gonna eat you they're gonna tear you yeah. apart and, and it ties into the cannibalism mm-hmm. theme because you think about how pigs are slaughtered and stuff like that it gets yeah. to that to these people there's no difference between yeah, an animal and a man it's meat and that's kind of like what. The, can- the root of like cannibalism horror well, fair enough, is. it is cruel because they don't torture a pig before they eat it they just fucking kill a pig they that's torture. true yeah they're torturing yeah, yeah they're, they're sickos for sure they're um, sick twisted boys but so the they're, shit, na- they're nasty boys some they, might say they are nasty boys yeah. dogs are nasty boys yeah um so yeah they're sitting around they're trying to figure out how many there are there's like 12 but a couple of them have been taken out now um and then old uh patrick wilson wakes up arthur o'dwyer wakes up his leg's set he's in bad shape but um, he is their only chance now, and so he starts following the trail that Sheriff Hunt leaves and makes it to the cave, and he's got a gun, and he takes out a couple of them quick, mm-hmm. and he finds the little uh, the little, little bone. Bone, bone flute that's embedded in their uh, trachea there, yeah, in their vocal yeah. cord. And that's because there's a few scenes where you see these cave people screaming in the caves, and there's this, like, horrific sound. And yeah, you, and you're like, are they monsters? Right. Like, what is this? It reminds me very much of 13th Warrior. Oh, yeah. Where uh, in Thirteenth Warrior, like they're posited as being like monster people, because like after every time, after every battle, all their dead are gone. So it's yeah. like they've disappeared. So it's like, but they just take their dead immediately to like create this illusion that their right. dead are like n- they, none of them die. Right. You know. But this is the same thing where it's like you are these people supernatural. Like what is with this insane scream noises? It's like the predator scream. Exactly. It's strange. I mean, it creates this other this this fear yeah um but you just find out like they just there's embedding these bones in their trachea which anyone can do you can try this at home yeah everyone i'm assuming uh at festivals they probably do this all the time oh there's a lot of there's a lot you see like it's like you see people with like the big bone piercings it's like at envision festival in costa rica i saw Mm. a lot of videos of people with bones embedded in their tracheas and they're going (laughs) whenever they're really feeling it yeah Cool. And it's fine. And anyone can do that. And if you do want to find out how, you can watch Bone Tomahawk. Or go and to for everyone that was at Envision, Envision Festival, Fest. I absolutely recommend this movie. And I hope you do watch that scene. There's a lot for you to relate to. Yeah. Watch that scene of the person being filleted. And as soon as you get back from Envision is what I would recommend. Yeah, absolutely. Bring you back to Earth a little bit. Yeah. See what it's all about. See where the culture comes from. Yeah. Uh, um, but but so Patrick Wilson figures this shit out. That's the thing. These people are dangerous, but they're stupid. And it's kind of like the one thing that Sheriff Hunt says when they're going there. He's like, the only advantage we have is that we're smarter than them. Yeah. And that's kind of and that's how they end up, you know, getting out of it. So Patrick Wilson starts blowing in the little bone pipe, gets another guy, lures him in, shoots him. 
And then, um, and meanwhile, uh, Sheriff Hunt is dealing with the flask in the stomach and the big tusk leader guy is trying to figure out his shotgun. Yeah. And he can't really figure it out. Yeah. Right. And he eventually does and shoots him in the stomach and fucks him up. But, and so it looks like Kurt Russell's going to get it. Um, and then homie shows up. Patrick Wilson shows up. Kurt Russell cuts this motherfucker's head off with the bone tomahawk which is a great scene because as soon as he goes for the death strike, the guy grins at him. Like yeah, he just yeah. like fucking do uh-huh. it. That's so hardcore. And with the bone tomahawk. And too. does it with the, the bone the tomahawk. The titular bone tomahawk. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah, Patrick Wilson shows up, mo- take, took most of them out. And uh, Sheriff Hunt is fucked at this point and he's going to stay behind and take out the rest of them. And it kind of ends. And Patrick Wilson saves the day, rides off into the sunset, sit, frees the princess, gets chicory, makes it. And they're uh, they're out of there, and that's it. And you don't think it's gonna have a happy ending once yeah. you see this. What happens to this guy? The part of you is just like, oh man. And still, even thinking about it, it's like they still have to ride all the way back, and they still have to get all the way well, not ride. They yeah. have to walk all well, the way there are back. Horses somewhere they have horses. Who? Oh, the, the troglodytes. Trogs. They trogs come somewhere. Trogs. They but they left without the horses. They left the camp by that that last shot when they hear Kurt Russell shooting the gun. They're all I guess they're, that's true. They're past the caves. So they got to walk back that like week long with no food. Yeah, that's you, pretty you, hopeless. Somehow. But but it, it, it's implied that they're that they're okay that they're gonna make that journey. They'll be back. fine. Yeah, because then the credits open. Civilization, civilization, yeah. civilization. <laughs> but it would have been cooler if I think it would have been cooler if that sad song played because if the movie ended like, are they gonna make it back? Yeah. It's like this movie doesn't need to be like tied up. It's not an uplifting movie. You don't need yeah. like a little bow tying. Oh, you, they win. It's like, eh, some fucked yeah. up shit happened in this movie. Like, yeah. And they now have to walk, a, you know, a week back with no supplies. In rough shape. And uh, there's uh, there's other threats out there that aren't just the trogs, the other ambush raids and stuff. So for it to just kind of end walking off in the sunset is a little... Uh, eaten by mountain lions or something. You right, know? Yeah, Bone Tomahawk too. They <laughs> yeah. just they just fall off yeah. a cliff. <laughs> It'd be like open water, too. There's just something really stupid happens. Uh, yeah, it's 127 they're hours just, or whatever. They're just stuck off the boat, or yeah, they just get their stuck in their arm under a boulder. Yeah, and they start eating each other. Ah, mm, there we go. They yeah. learn the ways yes. of the trogs. Yeah. But... um. Yeah, I mean, oh, even, you know, I have those two very small issues with it, but this movie's amazing. It's totally 9 out of 10 scalps for me is what I've given it. 9 out of 10 scalps? Yeah, 100%. Okay, nice. Um, Okay, that makes you kind of want to reevaluate a little bit. Well, were you, get, just say what you were going to give it. Don't, I was don't cop give it, out I was because I liked seven. it a lot. I was going to give it 7. 7. Yeah. Wow. I'll give it 7.5. How about that? Oh, oh great. Yeah, that's it. Uh, wow, that's bullshit. I like it because there's like... um. Because I wouldn't say it's something, like, let's say how we call it a miss, like a modern classic. I don't think this is a modern horror classic, but I yeah, think I it's think a so. very good movie. I think it's an excellent movie. Yeah, I think, it's a, I think it's a very good movie. I, I, the dialogue, the way the dialogue is written just made me so happy. I loved listening to the way everyone talked to each other. and Yeah. Uh, I think this is greatest strength. Yeah, I, I but, agree, yeah. But... For a film, I think this does fall into the trap in the same way. Like, I don't know if you ever saw Cormac's, Cormac McCarthy's first movie that he ever directed. Well, the, the only movie he ever made. Uh, he re- did this movie called The Counselor. No. And it's it's hard for novelists to understand how to write a movie. Yeah. Because it's it's it just works so differently. As Stephen King has illustrated. Yeah. It, it, it's... 
Stephen King at least had enough. I feel at least had enough experience of just like having his things be made into movies to kind of understand yeah. a little bit and help himself out in that way. But you can be a great writer and you can try to write a good movie, but they're kind of two different vehicles. And I think this, yeah. how good the writing was of the dialogue really helped it out, but it's still an empty screenplay. You know what I mean? Like I would say, it, it, it's minimal. It's bare bones. Yeah. I. I. I but it. But it. Pow- but the lines are so good. I it like a movie good. that says more with less dialogue. It's not like a like the Social Network, whatever that fucking guy's name is, that has to write five hundred. Aaron, Aaron Sorkin. Aaron Sorkin. Yeah, fast. hundred lines of dialogue on every. Or even like Christopher Nolan. Sometimes the dialogue is just like people don't make that many witty quips when they're talking. I. I, I think you don't have to sacrifice good dialogue. You, I think you can still have more things happening. I think the second act could have just had just more to it, hmm. you know, because um, he was a good enough writer to make it that way. He, he could, yeah. you know, it, yeah. it's just a little. It just feels the second act just feels a little empty. Yeah, and I I, I totally get that, yeah. and I think that was, was something I liked about it. Yeah. I, I like movies that are a simple plot and executed well. Cave dwelling savages kidnap a woman. They got to go save him. They get there. They get kidnapped. These guys are fucked up. They kill them. They save the princess. They go home. That's to me was fine. If it's done well, then it's cool. I don't need like metaphors and a bunch of exposition or crazy action sequences. I prefer sim in in horror movies. I like simple plots executed well, and that's what this movie is. This is something that like you can just explain to somebody the premise very easily. Yeah, and somebody could be like, yeah, that sounds really cool. Yeah, very western, very traditional idea of a western. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And I like, you know, I like this, the 1890s, and it seems like that's this guy's kind of thing, the end of frontier life. This is kind of like, it's almost like that last stand, that like leaving behind, like it's almost can be read as like killing that last part of primitive savagism, savages or whatever. That, that, that's what uh, like Red Dead Redemption 2 is a lot about that. It's the end of the outlaw age of okay, order yeah. brought to the West, of just the, the freedoms of, uh, you know, being in this unexplored country are over the government is here and like there is order and uh, yeah. ideas and capitalism right you know it's not it's lost the romance that it once had you know? right yeah and i guess that's kind of the same kind of theme but just m- done in a more brutal kind of way here yeah absolutely so yeah but i, I mean, liked, liked watching this movie again because i remember the first time yeah, i watched too. it i was like that movie was okay yeah and then the second time i watched it i'm like this movie's great yeah i yeah. felt the same way i enjoyed yeah. it a lot more second watch but mm-hmm. Yeah, we, obviously we recommend it to anyone. It's free on if you're on Amazon Prime. So cool, check it out. Yeah. All right, ready to move on? Yeah. Let's move on to Ravenous. I, I, I have a heart, I swear I do, but just not, baby. When it comes to you, I get so hungry when you say you love me. If you know what's good for you, I think you're hot. I think you're cool. You're the kind of guy I'd stalk in school, but now that I'm famous, you're up my anus. Now I'm gonna eat you, fool. I eat boys up, breakfast and lunch. Then when I'm thirsty, I drink their blood. Carnivore animal, I am a cannibal. I eat boys up. You better run. Eat you up. Uh, 
Look into one, uh, one of his eyes and one of mine. Don't look at him. Don't look into my fucked up eye, though. Don't my pupil. <laughs> look into my good eye. There you go. Good. No, but look yeah. into my good eye, but yeah. his uh, his eye, too. Okay, okay ready? Three, two, one. Ravenous. Yeah. Great. Hell yeah. Great. Cool. Um, We're here. Here we are. Ravenous. Um, boy, Ravenous. I saw Ravenous the first time when it when it came out as a kid, not in theaters, but as a young boy, must have been eleven. Really? I saw it with uh, Pete Doyle, my godfather, who I've talked about a lot on the show, who's kind of responsible for my obsession with horror movies and a lot of other things in my life going wrong. Just kidding. Just horror <laughs> movies. Um, but I watched it with my buddy Alex Casey. Well, we were little best buds, having sleepovers all the time on weekends. And uh, this was a movie that he put on. We were like, this is fucked up. Like, even as, like, 11-year-old kids, we knew that was fucked up. Um, but we really liked it. And then uh, Rory told me that he had later slept over at my house and we watched this. So I think this just became my movie I'd watch. Really? So you watch this movie a lot? As a kid. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay, I never saw that. I never even heard of this until it was, like, on Netflix, like, three years ago. Oh, really? Yeah. And then I watched it. I'm like, huh. Like, I thought a lot about it, and I haven't watched it again since. It's now. quite an interesting movie. It's very interesting. There's a lot going on. And this yeah. movie has been... Uh, you know what? Say, so do this the IMDb stuff first. Okay. And then I'll talk about this whole... Okay. So, Ravenous is 1999. It was directed by Antonia Bird. I, I think mm-hmm. it's a, yep. a female director. Um, written by Ted Griffin. So it stars Guy Pierce, my man with the high cheekbones, uh, John Boyd, Robert Carlyle, my man from Train Spotting, as Big B. Uh, in this, he's Colonel Ives and F.W. Calhoun. David Arquette, because he needed to be in an, another cannibal movie, mm-hmm. even though this was earlier. This is maybe where he got his taste, if you will, for yeah. cannibal movies. I'll stop. I'll stop with those. Um, he's Cleves. Jeremy Davies as Toffler, another lost actor. Yep, yeah. Um, and then Jeffrey Jones as the Beetlejuice dad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's Colonel Hart. He was a pedophile who was cut out of uh, Hollywood now. Him too. You didn't know that? No. Hardcore pedophile. Really? Yeah. Child porn. He doesn't get work anymore. Huh. Which is strange. They usually protect for some reason. You know, it's Hollywood. They yeah. protect pedophiles. Have you heard about Michael Jackson? Time. Yeah. Right? Never, never liked him. Yeah, like how many pedophiles in Hollywood go down? Like I Brian, bet there Brian are Singer just so directed right. Bohemian Rhapsody. Right. They don't. No one gives a fuck. It's crazy. Hollywood is fucked up, dude. Yeah, but but bo- 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 Bohemian Rhapsody too looks good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's gonna be good. <laughs> I think it'll be cool. The Brian May story. Yeah, I'm yeah. really excited to never fucking watch Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, no, I'm not gonna watch that. I will never watch that shit. No, absolutely not. Fuck that shit. But yeah, Jeffrey Jones cut out. Huh. Bad guy. Yeah, he seems like a real fucking creep, Victor, doesn't he? <laughs> Victor Salva can actually go to jail for being a pedophile. But right. no, please, me keep making Jeepers Creepers. We love you. Make powder. Right. We love you right. so much. Right. <laughs> Piece of shit. It's yeah. insane to me. Shout out Hollywood. Yeah, yeah shout out Hollywood and very obvious pedophile But this is why we, we carry on our, our crusade against Hollywood and that Hollywood that rejects horror movies, that finds them crass but you know they can have sex with little boys and yeah. that that's fine they love it but you know not god forbid jason cut off a teenager's head that uh, that's what will corrupt <laughs> the youth also if anyone wants to watch a great documentary about uh hollywood pedophilia uh watch an open secret it's a crazy documentary just about like uh I, I it's, I'm it's I watched some of the fi- the Leaving wild. Neverland. I'm good yeah, on yeah. Hollywood pedophilia for yeah. a little while. I think I it's, got my fill there. It's rough. Yeah, I'm good. It's rough, man. I'd rather go back to shit I can. That's like easy watching, like Ravenous and Bone Tomahawk. Yeah, I watch Bone over Tomahawk that fucking that bullshit. Stomach. 
yeah. the reality of uh, how much horrible things are happening in Hollywood. Right. But, but no, but 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 regardless. the ho- the horror fans yeah. are the real sickos, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> Jeez. Great job on the Oscar, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, yeah. congrats, guys. Fantastic. Shout writing, out to right? Brian Singer's hot tub. You know. <laughs> cool. uh, fuck you, Bohemian Rhapsody. But, and um, uh, well, I mean, horror did get a shine. I mean, A Star Is Born. That was some of the most horrific shit to ever go on the silver screen. <laughs> I do yeah. want to shout out that. I never watched it. I didn't watch oh, it. me neither. But yeah. it looks disgusting to me. My the, stomach hurts. The favorite was my favorite. Okay. You watched the favorite? Nah, it's spelled the British way. I'm not into that. It's great. I think you would like it. Actually. Really? Yeah. yeah it's okay. funny and it's it's good. Okay, I would watch that. It's yeah, strange. I heard I heard really good things about it. Yeah. I'll be, everyone, oh, you haven't seen Bohemian Rhapsody? Oh, but you're in a band. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. No, never. That's not how it is, guys. It's not like that. Uh, so this movie had a uh, a rough production. Yeah. And a rough after. This movie has been treated like shit. I yeah. I think from top to bottom, just by the studio, by everything going on, it's just been, even today, is treated like a piece of garbage. And I, well, I think uh, beyond that, too, it came out in 99, which is like this fucking crazy year for Hollywood. I, mm-hmm. I have this thing about 99. That was The Phantom Menace came out, which Fight was Club. a superly divisive uh, Fight Club, um, mm-hmm. The Matrix, Matrix yep. Blair Witch Project. I mean, there was these movies that they were like game-changing movies that were coming out, and I think a lot of movies were underappreciated that were overshadowed by these huge. This was before the internet, but fucking Phantom Menace and Blair Witch Project were like some of the most talked-about movies ever to yeah. come out in the Matrix. You know, this is—I mean, the internet was there, but not everybody was on, you know, Facebook like pooping talking about it. Yeah. Um, but these movies were really talked about. And so movies like Ravenous that are just kind of like a cinematic oddity. No, everyone's like, "What the fuck is this?" It is an oddity. Yeah, I will say that much. So this movie, so it had an original director. I think maybe the guy who wrote it. I don't remember, but so he got canned. Yeah, from the movie, right? So then they brought on this second director, and everyone in the entire crew was like, "This person is wrong for this movie. This is bullshit. They revolted." Yeah, it was a, a mutiny. And then they kicked this person off, and uh. Uh, was it Robert Carlyle? Uh, he had worked with uh, this director, uh, Ant- in Antone, uh, Antonio Bird. Antonio Bird, mm-hmm. uh, and he was like, "No, she's the one. She's directing." This, this is movie. the last. Like, like, yeah. Listen, he, he like did like I can't he do fought. Scottish. He fought so hard. Well, uh, yeah. he fought so hard. To right, and make her the director, and I, which thankfully happened because I think she did. She, she not, awesome she killed job. it. She, who knows what yeah. it would look like otherwise? But yeah. this movie, what some people would call like an uneven tone. I mean, to me, it's just like yeah. crazy and super entertaining. I've, she she yeah. had like a month to like prep for this movie after being brought on, and to like do a month. movie, and it, and yeah. it's cool to have yeah. a, a woman direct a movie like this. That's of all men, so yeah. macho yeah. and guys killing and eating each other. Um, and to do it with like a, a cool, dark, comedic touch is very unique. And maybe you wouldn't have gotten that if that that original director um, stayed on, you know. Yeah. So, and then apparently there was studio interference afterwards. They they either I don't know if the studio either wanted more of a comedy or more serious, but you can almost tell like when you know that watching it you're like yeah it the movie at times feels like you don't know what you want it wants to be because the first ten minutes is set up like a comedy. Kinda, Which is yeah. so fucking weird for a horror movie when it's got comedy in it. It's usually like a horror movie and then there's some comedy in it. But this movie, I mean, that the whole him eating the meat, it's like funny. It's almost like this like... Kind of. It's more... It's just... It, it's more of like a... There's like a slapsticky thing. Yeah. To this movie. But it's also very fucked up what's happening. None of things is yeah. like really out loud funny. But there's like this strangeness. Right. It's such a strange... 
It's strange. It's very unique. This movie is very unique in, yeah. the, in its tone and the way it's made. And well, the very uh, first the, the the title sequence, like we talked about, yeah. it comes up. There's a Nietzsche quote about like you be careful if you're fighting monsters mm-hmm. not to become the monster and then it's eat me <laughs> anonymous mm-hmm. which I, i'm a big fan of um of movies and books that do that that take a really stephen king knows that a lot like a yeah. really serious quote and then a lighthearted one and i have to shout out really quick they misspelled nietzsche on the title card really <laughs> and uh, i didn't know this because of indv but i looked it up yeah. afterwards and it says it and goof i knew it because i also misspelled nietzsche on the special tour flyer recently because <laughs> there's this venue in buffalo called nietzsche's and i miss i left out an s um it, it's n-i-e-t-z-s-c-h-e and so I, um, I like, I, uh, our street team coordinator lives in Buffalo and I was like, uh, I misspelled Nietzsche's. I was like, do I have, like, I gave it to the graphic designer and it was, you know, my fault that he misprinted it. I was like, do I have to fucking do that? And she's like, we have bands from Buffalo that don't do it. It doesn't yeah. matter. Uh, my manager, of course, goes, well, I studied Nietzsche for four years, so I wouldn't have misspelled it. And I was like, yeah, well, fuck you. <laughs> but, um, uh, but how does a movie misspell that? <laughs> like, yeah, it's just really... But it made me feel better. It really kind of made me feel like I made the right decision to not go in and edit that spelling. Took the ravenous route. Yep. And also, just so everyone knows, there is a ravenous movie that just came out. There's a Canadian zombie movie called Ravenous. Oh, that uh, sounds good. They, there's a different French title, but the um, American title is Ravenous. Uh, it's supposed to be not bad. But it's just, on Netflix now, just right? Just so you know that we're, if you're looking it up and you see something like that, right. that's not what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, this is you 99, know, baby. 99 Ravenous. Uh very strange. Uh, yeah, the, the the drop title, like we were talking about before, is Guy Pierce. It opens, uh, you know, he's at a meal with all these generals, and they he, there's, like, a red, like, meat on his plate, and he's it's just, like, like... Everyone's eating steak with no yeah, sides. Just yeah. a slab of steak on their plates. And he's just, like, panicking, and he's looking at it. Then he just goes and just, like, pukes over the place and just yeah. ravages. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like, that's it. Yeah. Like, cool. Another great title yeah. drop. Uh, the first thing I especially want to talk to you about is the music in this movie. Yeah. Uh, was it Damien Albarn? I guess of, so, of, from of Blur, Blur and Gorillaz. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, according, it was him and this other guy. That according to this other guy, he's like, Damien did like 60% and I did like 40 But like, But they also, it's weird because they didn't work together. Right. It's they had two, just two different... You know, they're just doing their own things in that they're that are featured in the movie. Right. But his score is so fucking weird. So weird. It it's cool. I love yeah, it. You don't you cool. don't it's yeah. rare you get that much of an atonal score in a horror movie. The 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 only like real comparison that came to mind would be the shining for me. Yeah. In terms of really atonal, percussive mm-hmm. But it also reminded me a little bit of The Witch, which was a soundtrack that I loved. Mm-hmm. Um, and The Witch was used with all like instruments that were um, unique to the period that it was filmed in. So it was like these weird stringed instruments that aren't made anymore. Um, and this it sounds like the same. It's kind of like movies that, or you know, instruments that you would hear in the frontier pioneer times. But I also read somewhere that it was performed by musicians that don't have a background in music. Yeah, or they. I feel like I think what I read was that they don't. They performed on instruments that they were not trained to perform on. Okay, that would make more sense because so that, it clearly it's, it doesn't sound yeah. like shit. Yeah, I mean, it just sounds just, crazy. It's good, but it's just like kind of a little disjointed. Yeah. It's yeah. very like, you know, yeah. you would compare it to like if you, you know, like in uh, 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 like um like postmodernism and kind of like the like atone, like whole tone kind of like 
early 19th century kind of like crazy experimental composers and stuff like that and it's it, it's but it's almost comical at times when it goes into that like feel like it's like yeah. a fiddle like a like music you would hear for people like chasing chickens yeah, yeah. but it's like so like offensively wrong yeah. It's really jarring the movie, and I yeah. don't think, and like, I mean, obviously, you really noticed it. Mm. I was like, I don't think it's just me. I when I like try to pay attention to the music in horror movies, I think anybody this would jump out at it as, as what am I listening to? Yeah, and like, for anybody that hasn't seen it, watch it and and pay attention to the music because it makes the movie that much weirder and more and and more fun too. It, it's it's, so it's crazy. <laughs> I, I want to buy the Ravenous soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like just oh, drive yeah. around listening to that. <laughs> just like be an Uber driver and pick somebody. It was like, Vroom. ding dong ding. Mm. So where are you ding, going, ding, bud? Ding, and they're like, oh ding, no, ding. no 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 yeah. no. <laughs> it, uh, part of it sounds like uh, there's this one track that it sounds like uh, this Passion Pit song. If it was like fucked up and played <laughs> by like a like a weird choir. I, I don't I don't know. I don't know. Man. Passion Pit, huh? I, yeah. I, I can't There's say a, I heard yeah, that. This is one part that remind, just reminds you of a Passion Pit song for some reason, except if it was just like bad. But I don't know. Yeah, it, um, it, it's it's so it, it's Damon Alburn, the singer of Blur and the Gorillas, um, and uh, Michael Nyman. Um, it's by on Wikipedia it says by agreement Alburn credited first on the album and Nyman credited first. On, oh, that's cool. Thanks Wikipedia. I thought it was something interesting. Um, the score was actually not a collaboration. According to Nyman, Ravenous was a joint composition in the sense that uh, Damon Albarn composed 60% of the tracks and I did the rest. It features Nyman's first writing for banjo since his 91, 81 uh, self-titled album. Um, so, okay, that's not none of that's interesting. Uh, the, the long track, The Cave, which is kind of the crazy music that starts playing when they go in the cave, uh, features many characteristics of Auburn's other tracks while also sampling a string from Nyman's rejected score. The end titles feature alternate recordings. So it seems like they just kind of, they like picked pieces of things that yeah, they had done in the past. Threw them in there, which is so strange. Which is, yeah, I mean, you you think about like the Hateful Eight, which is composed of music that they didn't use for the thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's almost, it, it's stuff. cool. I, I like when, when uh, people do that. It's also like Radiohead, a song that I really like of theirs called Talk Show Host mm-hmm. that we've covered before. They wrote that for uh, Romeo and Juliet, that stupid 90s oh, okay, version. Yeah. And they didn't use the song in it, but it was this like just cool version they wrote and it just became another song. And ra- they've done that before. Radiohead has been asked to score movies or or create a song for the soundtrack and then the movie or the producer or whoever didn't like it. And so then it just became something else. You know what I mean? So yeah. it, it, it's interesting. You think about, think about a horror movie that you really like the music and like think about The Shining. This person created tons of music for it. There's got to be some music that they didn't use in the movie. So what happened to that music? Yeah, just sitting in some real and like Stanley Kubrick's mm-hmm. crypt, you know, like underground. Like unearth that shit. Use it for something exactly, else. Exactly. Yeah. Rather but than for, have somebody else yeah. create something new, you take something that's been used. Yeah. For hateful aid, for him to take that, it's like, oh, like how is this? Like, wait, what re- rejected Eddie Morricone's? Was right. that going to be bad? Who, you know who's going to make music like, that's yeah. better than yeah. what Ennio <laughs> Morricone had rejected? Yeah. I, I like that kind of that concept for do and I, and I wish that horror movies had done that more. Maybe it's I'm sure it's stupid copyright bullshit. Yeah, you know. But how cool would that be if we started hearing like recycled like John Carpenter music that he did, like you know that well, we never he, heard before. He does before. have that Lost Themes. Right, he does. He has got the whole album Lost Themes and one, Lost one and two. two. Yeah, but it's great be, because I guess it's great too because it's 
just because something doesn't get used on a movie doesn't mean it's bad. It just means that maybe it wasn't right, right. for the movie. You know, but to just yeah. be, you know, just a, a composition in itself is probably, fan, you know, great to listen to. Right. So it, it's, it, it is interesting to think about how much of that is just Unused in a coffer and gone somewhere. somewhere. Yeah. yeah. It'd be so cool to be able to, like, unearth that and even yeah. even not necessarily use it for another horror movie, but, like, if some producer, you know, was able to, like, a, a music producer, a musician was able to get their hands on that and release it. Like, yeah. w- w- I would listen to an, a- an an album of unreleased Shining music. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. So, well, it's cool that they did that for Ravenous, and that's part of, probably part of the reason of why it's such a batshit crazy score. Um, yeah, that's something definitely worth, like, listening out to. Um, and on that, talking about music, Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce is pretty hot in this. Yeah, yeah, he looks good. He's got a real Kurt Cobain thing going on. You Absolutely. notice that? Yeah, got the he's the the hair right here. He's got like the '90s hair, and then he's got the the ripped sweater. Just had a real Cobain thing going. Yeah, on. Yeah, he looks very grungy because he never looks yes. good. He never looks sharp. He's a right. Mess. He's always grungy. He's a disgraced guy. He yeah, was. Right. Uh, he. It's the Me- taking place during the Mexican Amer- American War. Eight, so this is eighteen forties, mm-hmm. which is um, Bone Tomics the eighteen nineties, the end, the mm-hmm. turn of the century. This is a little bit earlier. It's man- manifest destiny when we're taking, right. we're, we're trying to Gold take over rush. the rest of America. Right. Uh, so he looks like a piece of shit because yeah, he's a he's a disgraced, uh, <laughs> some type of high. I forget what his rank is, but he's like a higher rank guy. Yeah, he's, he's a colonel. He's a colonel, and he. Got behind enemy lines and captured all of the enemy uh, higher ups because he pretended to be dead. Yeah, and was at the bottom of just like a body wagon, and yep. just crawled out and just held them all hostage. And and he had a dead body dripping day. blood into his mouth the whole time. Which mm-hmm. is yeah, a yeah, key he had tons of, of blood movie. like coming down on him, which is kind of gives him the you know this pre deposition for cannibalism that's going to kind of happen in yeah. later. And also just like there's so many. Just themes in general in this movie are it's like overwhelming. It is it, like, <laughs> I know, like yeah. there, there's a lot to yes. like to. There's a lot you can uh, get out of yeah, this. Yeah, but that it's a uh, dense it's a dense movie for it thematically is. Uh, for an hour and a half too. They yeah, cram very ram shit. Yeah, in it. yeah. Um, but that whole uh, scene of him under all the bodies and stuff is sticks out to me so much. From I watched this movie as a kid, that mm. scene gave me nightmares. Yeah, him in the fucking wheelbarrow, just covered in bodies, bottom and of the wagon. It's it, it, it. This is a bloody movie. If Bone Tomahawk is a brutal movie, this is a bloody movie. Yeah, there's a lot of blood. Yeah, and that's a theme kind of in it. But yeah, so this guy he's dis- he's a disgraced colonel, and he so he's uh, but he's a war hero. But he's a war hero because he captured them. Right. So he's sent off. Right. You know, disgraced to this fourth. Yeah, Fort uh, Sumner. Fort Sumner in the middle of nowhere in the Sierra Nevada. Because the guy's like, I could have you court-martialed, but you're a war hero, so I'm just going to send you to this fucking outpost. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Guy Pierce is in the movie in every scene, and he doesn't say anything for half an hour. Just PTSD'd out. PTSD'd out, just like, yeah, totally guilt-ridden POS. Mm. It's only, like His silence is like comedic to me in this movie. Like, yeah. some of the elements that aren't supposed to be funny end up being funny. Like, him just standing like this during every scene is, like, awkwardly funny, you yeah. know? It's just, like, he says nothing. Yeah, he really doesn't. I really think about that, I guess, but he really doesn't say He says nothing until Robert Carlyle shows up. He's just going yeah. through the motions. He's just like, okay. Yeah. And then Robert Carlyle shows up, and, um, and shit gets kind of Donner Party-ish. 
Yeah, Robert Carlos shows up out of nowhere and he gives a story about uh, how you know they manifest destiny. They're traveling west, and it's kind of a they, Donner Party inspired. Yeah, yeah, they get stuck in this cave for, through a storm, and they uh, ended up having to eat a bunch of each other. But he left one guy. This guy Colonel Ives is left with this woman. So they're like, "Oh, we gotta we gotta go save him." Right. And Robert Carlyle is so good. He's like shaking and they're still out there in this Scottish accent crying and shit. Robert Carlyle is so good. I love this actor. Yeah. He's great. Begbie and train spotting. He's uh, the full Monty. 20 20 weeks later. Yeah. 28 weeks later. Right. He's the dad in that. He's huge in England and Scotland and especially in the 90s. I had a train spotting poster in my garage and him is Begbie with the mustache. Um, he wasn't as, as, in Full Monty, which was a big movie in ninety. I never watched Full Monty, but here it's awesome. That's oh, amazing. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. And great. he's so he's the main character in it. Yeah, it's, it's like the, one of the only times he gets to really be a lead. You know. Yeah, I, mean, he, I, I think it was a lot on TV. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I mean, he was just bigger in England. We didn't really get a lot of him in America, but he, him, and Guy Pierce are really good. Their dynamic is really enjoyable. Yeah. Um, but so you don't suspect anything from him. You're just like, yeah, damn, this guy was in this fucking traumatic, can- forced to cannibal situation. But they're at this fort doing nothing, and they think some people might be in this cave in trouble. So much like Bone Tomahawk, they have this ragtag group of heroes that are set out on a, a doomed rescue mission. Yeah, and they talk about uh, – so before – I guess all the characters, they, they, they do just like the quick – like when they, when he when Jeffrey Jones describes all the characters, yeah, that part's like pretty great. Quick, like giving you like oh, look, we have the guy from Lo- the guy who plays Faraday and Lost. Uh, he's a religious zealot. Yeah. Uh, the that blonde, blue eyed guy who seems just <laughs> unnaturally blonde. I think he might be naturally blonde because he's always blonde. He reminds me of the bad guy in Blade Runner. Blonde. Doesn't he look yeah, like the Blade? He look, yeah, he's got like a like a young Rucker Howard. He is a very much a young Rucker and his Howard. eyes. Yeah, he's like <laughs> on IMDb, it, it's eyes. the first picture you see. Pete, like super bright blue eyes, super blonde hair. He, but he just doesn't look like he should be blonde. And it's the so first, weird. and the first shot you see of him is him just shirtless, screaming a in a river. river. Yeah, <laughs> I that's love great. Yeah, he's that a soldier. He's just yeah. And the other, and the other one is like a doctor who's like drunk. Yeah, just absolutely wasted on his mind. Then um, there's. Two Native Americans, uh, the brother and sister. You can call them scouts. Indians. It was this is eighteen forties. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with yeah, Native Americans. Yeah, okay, also. yeah. And then David Arquette is just like a stoner who like really likes a Native American woman. Yeah, it's a, David Arquette. Like what, I don't know he, what he was just the nineties spaz. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He's always <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like he's not smoking weed, but he might as well have a bong. In no, his he hand. is. He's is smoking he? weed in this movie. Oh, it's he's peyote. smoking the peace pipe yeah, oh, or the peyote because he oh. hangs out with the Native American guy. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. He's supposed to always be stoned. Yeah. But they all smoke weed in the movie. Yeah. In the, when they go out to the cave in the tent, Guy Pierce hits it too. They all smoke it. And um, Jeffrey, with the pedophile, Jeffrey Jones, Jones, he was like, um, he, he says, he's like when he sends David Arquette, Cleves out to town, he doesn't go on the rescue mission. Oh, no, he does go on. The, no, Ar- he doesn't. Arquette doesn't. He's Arquette's not. gone with a Native American woman. Right. So he tells him to yeah. go and he goes, no smoking any of the local weed. Yeah. Like, yeah. But <laughs> they, they're all, they all smoke yeah. the peace pipe and shit. Which I can get down with, man, because they're fucking out in this Fort Sumner, this outpost. Hey, we're going to go save someone from cannibals? Let's vape, dude. Well, yeah, I mean, just more like just Let's in. Vape. If you're at, if you're snowed in at a fort, like literally doing nothing, it'd be kind of dope to have some weed. You think it would be safe? Pretty, I mean, if they can't get a, a vape. I see, I draw a moral. That's where my moral that's line your, is. So that's what you think now. No weed. You know? still, yeah. No weed in the middle of the, in the winter. In the well, that's your right to be a little bitch yeah. for sure. 
I mean, I think this fuck you shouldn't say that, but yeah, you know, I just abstain. I just yeah. not if I go to hell when I die. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I'll, like, I'll eat a human. Some of us aren't the, afraid. I'll eat a human and spit it out for the taste, but I'm not going to smoke a marijuana cigarette. Yeah, you, I, know I, I, you know what I mean? Moral guideline. Yeah, it's just we're here. We're building our Bible, baby. Yeah, we're doing this shit. Yep. Dead last Bible. Live by it. Yeah. Well, no, we read disagree. I say smoke read weed in the book. floor. I think you we say. settled it. I think we settled the thing. All right. Anyways, um, yeah. So they go to find the people in the cave, and uh, they go down. And they find more bodies than the guy said. Yeah. And he's freaking out, digging a hole. Yep. Yeah. And Robert Carlyle. Robert Carlyle has been so, so fucking crazy. weird. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. I loved what he was doing. Because <laughs> like this guy, because so, the guy's so weak, the religious guy is just like look at him, just like flipping the oh, fuck I out. Know. Yeah. Like it was like, yeah. just like like kind of Robin. What Williams is with saying, him? Why can't he like talk? Because uh, because he's in Lost, he's Faraday, and he's also like a weirdo in that. He talks but, in this, but he like he's like, hur, hur. and he has we of course yeah. the line. He was licking me. Yeah, yeah. He licks him in the middle of the night. That the was best so line cool. of the movie. Hell yeah. The best line of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is a little bit short on one-liners as opposed to Bone Tomahawk, but that part, come on. He, he yeah, gets he, he gets fucked up, cut or something, and Robert yeah. Carlyle starts licking his wound in the yeah. middle of the night. He needs the, he needs that sweet blood, baby. Yeah. Yeah. And then it all turns. He goes against him. He's a goddamn Wendigo. Yep. And they bring in the Wendigo. He murdered all of them. He came out there. He had tuberculosis, and he came out there to murder all these people and eat them because yep. an Indian scout told him about it. Yep. I said Indian. It's 1840s. Uh, and, yeah, so he tried it, and he's, like, supernaturally powerful, can heal up. Yep. Supernatural strength. Yep. And speed. He can just, he just got it. So they talk about that, the, the, the Wendigo legend, the Wendigo legend in this. Um, which I was into because I I recently read Pet Cemetery, mm-hmm. um, and that's a big part of Pet Cemetery. Yep, absolutely. The yeah. Wendigo and and then and the story in that and, and it's similar. They've got these kind of themes with the Indian burial grounds and stuff like that. In Pet Cemetery, um, if the Wendigo um, touches you, you gain a thirst for human flesh. That's like the whole okay. kind of thing. So like, there's these stories that when the ground is sour, it's sour. Because these were like cannibals that were like eating each other and killing okay. each other and stuff. But in this, so the whole story. We, but if you like, I looked. I've looked up like when to go in Wikipedia before because you know sometimes it's like a yeti character. Totally. Like, uh, uh, yeah. As I think that's more of in like when they refer to uh, like Asianish uh, creature they call it a window. That uh, they, uh, it's like a yeti. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it it, it is actually you a creature. Transform into a into a creature. I mean, it, it says here. So it's um, it comes from Al Algonquian. Algonquin. Thank you. There you go. Very impressive. Okay, New England baby. All right. Uh, the Wendigo or Wendigo, a uh, Wendigo or Wendigo is a mythical man-eating creature, evil spirit native to the northern forests of the Atlantic coast and Great Lakes region of the United States and Canada, and that's via TMZ. Okay, TMZ. Thank you. What's with this Wendigo? <laughs> some guy in fucking uh, dreadlocks. Um, we got these pictures of this Wendigo getting out of a limousine, and you can just see her. The Wendigo's pussy's right there. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. You just got. You just. Got, they weren't even wearing underwear. Yeah, there's a Wendigo. Just don't even wear clothes. No, it's right over there. Yeah, just no, it's even, there. Yeah, they don't even wear clothes at all. Just the the tits, the Wendigo behind the tree, and uh, they're just out there. They look fat. They look out of shape. <laughs> What happened to the wind? Not hot. 
Yeah, not hot at all. I wouldn't do it. <laughs> they all yeah, yeah. TMZ is garbage. I TMZ is fucking hate TMZ. Uh, the lowest point, real scum, of human uh, existence. Killing for money is better than than the stuff that they buy from people. Yeah, but so it also says here uh, the when when Wendigo may appear as a monster with some characteristics of a human or as a spirit who has possessed a human being and made them become monstrous. It is historically associated with murder, mm. insatiable greed, and the cultural taboos against such behaviors okay so they doesn't get too into the cannibalist cannibalism stuff there but um i, I mean classically that's what it's supposed to be you eat yeah you eat human flesh turned to wendigo the legend lends its name to the controversial modern medical term wendigo psychosis described by a psychiatrist as a culture-bound syndrome with symptoms such as an intense craving for human flesh and fear of becoming a cannibal okay so there you go wendigo psychosis it's a fun one to bust out at dinner parties. Yeah. <laughs> Dad, you have a Wendigo psychosis. Yeah, you're Wendigo psychosis. I'm out of here. Yeah, I'm sick of this. Yeah. Dad. Yeah. It happens all the time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the Atlantic coast. <laughs> it's more of a Canada, it's Great like a, Lakes yeah. region. Yeah. Kind of dinner dinner party thing. in Boston sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Dad, you're a fucking Wendigo, dude. Yeah. You're fucking retarded, yeah. dude. <laughs> you have Wendigo, Wendigo psychosis. Yeah, stop wanting to eat Bill Belichick's flesh. <laughs> stop talking about it. You think that you, if you can eat Tom Brady's flesh and become like him, you can't. Yeah. Stop. Every 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 Christmas with this. I know that's what he did. I know that's how he's like that. He ain't human flesh. Tom Brady ain't flesh. There's no way. He's a perfect angel. He's where, never Where do you think he got it from? He never ate. Belichick eats baby boys. Yeah. yeah we I mean, know this. And, and you better fucking start respecting yeah, yeah. it, too. I Kiss the rings, he's, son. He's taking belly bacon, you know, from, yeah. be, from old Belichick. Belly bacon. You better check that belly because he's been... He's been feeding on Belichick. You can on see Belichick. Bill Belichick and Tom Brady like a candle lit like dinner in a colonial, a cathedral, and they're both just like eating brains. Yeah. Like, this is the year, Tom. This is it. We found. We... Have you fed your boys yeah. the flesh yet? He's like, well, no, but I don't let them eat sweets. Yeah. He's like, that's not enough. They have to eat brains. This is a Red Sox catcher, uh, Jason Veritek. <laughs> Tastes good, huh? When you never... No one ever asked what happened to him anymore, huh? few rings and he's gone. Yeah. This could be a cool new Patriots theory. Yeah. Cannibalism theory. Yeah. I'm going to bring this up in this godforsaken Patriots thread that I'm in. Tom Brady on, is, on a, when, is a goddamn Wendigo. I like it. I like it. It makes a lot of sense Adds up. to me. Yeah, adds adds up. up. Add the rings, baby. You do the math. Yeah, you count the rings. You count how many years it's been a fucking Six Wendigo. rings, no human yeah. flesh? Yeah. yeah, no. Doesn't work like that, buddy. Mm-mm. Yeah, people don't get football these days. It's a lot more simple back in the day. Yeah, that's why he's gonna. His wife is such a skinny supermodel. There's nothing there for him to feast on. Right. You know, he's, he, she's safe with him. He yes, found a perfect. Exactly. Mate. Yeah. You know. I mean, she's a model. She def. She probably eats like human fingernails and stuff like that. Yeah. Which is, yeah. She gets leftovers, of scraps. Yeah. Yeah. All the cartilage. Right. She's. She only eats like marrow. She, all the non-fatty parts. Yeah. Bone, yeah. bone marrow tendons. Yeah, yeah. Which is good. Bone marrow is nice. Together, they have a nice little Thanksgiving feast with their little two. Shining cannibal children. Mm. Or how many, how many they have? 16? I don't know how many kids they have. When I'd he kisses 16. his dad on the lips, he's sucking the energy life force out of yeah. his father. Yes. That's what happens. Father is also a cannibal. Mm-hmm. That's what happens. Well, it's all didn't. Now, nope. now they're put in the books. Sell, I'll sell that to Barstool Sports. Yeah, You're I think welcome. that's fine. Uh, let's see. What, oh. What were we talking about? I don't remember. Ravenous. Ravenous the movie Ravenous oh. from 1999. 99. Crazy year for movies. Yeah, that was wild. Remember Fight Club? Oh, man. Oh, How about, let's talk a little bit about Blair Witch. The, the Matrix. That one was spooky. Mm. 
All right. Whoa. Um, <laughs> whoa. So they get to the fucking cave, right? And they realize, yeah, Carlisle's fucked. Carlisle just fucking starts killing everybody in the camp. Um, he kills is, everyone except for him. Kills everyone and except for uh, Guy Pierce and the soldier and the the blonde soldier. And so they turns into this manhunt in the woods. And uh, you realize Robert Carlyle is hella strong later because he's cannibal. And uh, and it's this great scene of uh, Guy Pierce trying to get past Robert Carlyle to get to the woods. And it's like that when you're in recess trying to get from the bully. Yeah. Like, you can't <laughs> get around yeah. him. And it's this whole, like... <laughs> like he's having so much fun. It's hilarious. It, like Calhoun's having so much fun yeah. like, playing and that's And that, that's when the movie, the black comedy tone, works. To yeah. me, that scene was really funny. And it wasn't trying that hard to be funny. Like, Guy Pierce is terrified. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, he's, he's losing he, his mind. Right, right. And so Guy Pierce, they're all, and it's a really well-shot scene. They're in these fucking the crazy Sierra Nevada mountains. I think it was shot on location there, too. I made that up, so... I don't know. I don't care if it was or not. But they were like, they're on the edge of that like cliff and he's like looking back and then he just says, fuck it and turns around and jumps off the cliff. And it's like in Rambo, he's hitting all the tree branches and fucking... It's a brutal fall. Brutal fall. And it's like a two minute scene of him yeah. hitting branches rolling <laughs> down ends up in a manhole with, with uh the body of the and other guy with the body of the other guy lands after him. Oh, so here's the thing that I tried to th- uh, that I just kind of like put together is that like he so the guy is but he's legs broken he's fucked he can't go anywhere yeah his right? bone is sticking out that of body's down there the guy's gonna come down there he immediately cuts out a piece of flesh of this guy and eats it because he already has a taste for flesh like he understands from the war well it takes him a little while to decide he's gonna eat him and if it's also a full moon when he decides he's gonna so i think yeah. they start to play into this wendigo thing he's got the thirst and he's starting to, and it's a little bit like um, uh, American Werewolf in London. Yeah. So he's like talking to his dead friend. And he never like, you know, if you're down in like a pit with a dead person, you think you'd maybe like cover their face. The guy's just got his fucking blue eyes like blaring yeah. and he's just kind of talking to him. Yeah. He's like, you cold, bud? Like, you mind if I take your jacket? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And then he's like, he's like, okay, yeah, I'm going to eat you now. Yeah. He eats him. To show that, yeah, in the war from the, in the blood coming in, he has a taste. He's got yeah. it. He already has in kind of an understanding Yes. Of what it uh, can provide. Yeah. Because it heals him up and he gets back to camp. And it also now is the second time it's gotten him out of a life-threatening situation. Mm-hmm. Like resorting to and cannibalism and saved the, him. It won't be the last time. Exactly. Right. In right. the movie. Yeah. Which is so strange. Like he, he's this person who can fight it. it it's... It, let's just talk about the next scene and then I want to talk about like this big giant theme in, in this. So like he gets, he gets back to camp and then the Calvary's here. They're all there. And they're like, oh, we have the new, what happened? He tells this crazy story. They don't really believe him. Uh, then the colonel shows up who's going to be, you know, in charge. Yeah. And it's Calhoun. Yes. Yeah. Right. is Calhoun. Shows up, but he's all dressed well. And now he's got a yeah. little colonial goatee. But he looks like Dracula. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's where I got yeah. these crazy themes of like, you know, with yeah, these golf themes like the full moon and he yeah. looks like that. And there's this crazy, it's very much uh, in the realm of vampirism yes. of where, you know, you have the lust for this power and, you know, mm-hmm. to be immortal and healed. But like you, there's resistance morally versus it and uh, the way he looks. And I also feel like... It ties vampire and werewolf themes together kinda, in this very gothic monster but movie style. for a while, I, at this point, 
and for the rest of this movie, after I watched it, especially the first time, I remember, I'm like, this movie's kind of gay. Like, mm. there's this, like, there's, there's this homo. I felt this like this extremely homoerotic tone to yeah. a lot of it, like, especially like the end. But I don't think maybe it was that. I think it's more about the eroticism created in the same way that vampirism creates you know like right. the, the, this intimacy of you know like yeah you know, uh, mostly because it's like all dudes so it's like man eating man versus uh you know like dracula like like drinking sucking the blood out of like a woman right and something like that but there uh, there is this weird type of uh of intimacy uh, yeah to, to, like yeah to i agree created in, yeah. in this in, environment and like and with what he's doing especially like you know he's smooth and haircut and he's like right like sneaky sneaky like the way yeah. like he, like the way he talks to him and stuff like that he and has way, this kind of acts. yeah robert carlyle kind of like wants guy pierce in it and guy pierce has got that grunge he's like a hot grunge guy in it. yeah it's right yeah he wants him to be in the fold he's trying to yeah he's trying to, to create, kind of get him to, create to, create this, to because he's to have, had a taste for it he yeah. thinks maybe he can convert him yeah, to have this relationship yeah, so I yeah, don't, yeah so i'm kind of i'm sure if it's this like uh, if it was written as this way of like not understanding how gay people work and kind of creating like this uh like uh you know uh, analogy for it yeah or if it's just so close to the idea of vampires and like how we deal with them that there's just like a strangely natural eroticism in to I I would you, say you know, you know what I'm talking yeah, about yeah totally like, I, I, yeah I yeah, think yeah. that the, I think it's a combination yeah. I think I think there I, I think with vampire mm. and vampires when you're dealing with that there are mm. there can be kind of like those like mm. you know homosexual like undercurrents to it yeah but I think here there is that especially between the male leads and I think maybe part of the fact to do with a female director somebody that can maybe handle that shit a little bit better where like a, a director would go with a more macho take on it it's true that, but, you uh, know yeah, maybe yeah because I mean she didn't. She didn't write it, but I mean, she did direct it, so it was like, right. like, yeah, I get, because I, I don't, because I, I, it's strange to think about because it's 1999, so I think if it is like the case that it is like the, the it's supposed to be like, uh, kind of this, uh, um, like metaphor for like, uh, like homosexuality a little bit. I think it's like kind of like fucked up and like wrong, right? Like you know, it's not right, right? You know the way they're the. the they talk about it, but it's also fucking 1999. Right. You know, uh, so, but I think I, you're I, onto I, something I, there. I, I think it can be read into that. Cause yeah. I, Cause especially like the ending, the ending is, it, is it, a very kind of like pretty homoerotic. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, it, they are just on top of each top other, of each other. Yeah. And he's like asking him, he's like fucking like, eat, like eat me, eat me, you know? Like, right. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. I think there is, I, the, I think that I is a know. theme that's in there. Yeah. But uh, like you said, I mean, there's so many themes that are being like juggled in this movie. Yeah, we have like religion in there and like, yeah. and, uh, you know, Manifest, Manifest Destiny, Destiny, which yeah. is, a, I, I, which I think is the biggest one because yeah. they bring that up a bunch of times yes. and it's about, you know, we're displacing, it's a Mexican American war. We're displacing Native Americans. Right. We are consuming. The, we're consuming the rest other of people, America, yeah. in order literally, pretty. We we're literally, yeah, doing that. And like, when you find out, in order to gain their power, right? I mean, we're yeah, we're strong from it, you know. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, when Ives lays out his grand plan, when now he's instated as the leader of the fort, and he just starts killing people there, mm-hmm. he kind of like tell you know, and he's trying to convert Boyd, um, Guy Pierce's character. And um, he goes, you know, he explains, he goes, people are going to be traveling when they're going through the Sierra Nevadas, when the snow thaws, and they're going to be going to get the gold, and the gold rush kicks in again, they're going to be going right through this fort, and we're, they're manifest destiny, he says, yeah. and he's like, mm-hmm. and we're going to be right here 
to to pick them all up. All the benefit, right? And and that theme of yeah, I mean, like literally consuming somebody where America was kind of consuming everything and just mine, mine, mine. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. That I I think that that is definitely a theme that they. Yeah, I think that I think that is like the biggest one. I think the manifest destiny thing is a biggest. His whole you can his speech to the cannibalism, of course. Yeah, his speech, westward expansion. Yeah, that speech right there, you can kind of tell you're like, okay, these are some of the themes that they're getting into. But then there's so much other fucking weird shit going on. There's so much, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. This movie's so layered. It, like I could, I would like to watch this movie like four more times. Yeah. To like, it's it, it's weird because it's not as like complex as The Shining, but it is. It's short and it's dense. Like there's yeah, something there's there a lot there, and yeah, that I, that I yeah. don't necessarily understand. Like Amy, like even like talking about like the eroticism of this, like it's kind of like half thought out, but like, I feel that like, I felt that the first time, like I watched this yeah. movie, like there's something. I, I, I maybe that. noticed it a little bit, yeah. but you talking yeah. about it, I definitely agree with yeah. and, and see it more mm. than I'd originally thought. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, do mm. we get to the ending? Cause the ending is like, again, the kind of the most memorable part to me. Yeah. Also. Yeah. So, uh, Jeffrey Jones comes back. He, oh yeah. He, okay. He, we, we, should, yeah. we should say that. Like, yeah. uh, yeah. Um, Calhoun gave him flesh because he was trying to recruit. He wants to recruit. He, you you think that Jeffrey Jones is dead and he just yeah. appears and he's like, oh, I was dead, but then uh, I, ate oh, t- I, I started eating people. Yeah. He was feeding me people and now I'm right as rain. Never felt better. Feel good. <laughs> yeah. And and they're keeping Guy Pierce just kind of like chained to a bed. Yeah. <laughs> like, and they, of, they want him to be and they want him to be a cannibal because they're like, if we're going to execute this plan of pioneers going through the mountains we so, need us so, we need a soldier so somebody again, strong he just shoots him in the stomach and gives him a fucking plate of stew yeah of human stew be like okay you want to die or you want to eat the stew exactly and it there's and a cool and he eats it and it's a cool moment because you think damn he just like gives in and you know what that scene reminded me of was of uh uh silence of the lambs yeah when the guy they're eating his brain and he's yeah. like sitting there right, all really his brain yeah, right yeah. but he was so the silence of lambs were like 90 three or not 90- well that, that's in hannibal when they do the brain thing it is yeah really uh, oh you're right takes the top yeah you're head. right that was hannibal. hannibal oh you're right you're right you're right uh-huh. okay so that that's what that scene reminded me of there's somebody like all woozy but he's eventually just gives in and starts eating the meat stew in and order to stop them that right but that's what you don't realize yeah. you think he's giving in to the cannibalism and he's going to be a person so he eats it and then he is totally fine gets rejuvenated but you find out he did it so he could kill Ives and put an end to this whole plan that he wants to put into action, and then Jeffrey Jones is like, "I can't fucking live like this. Kill me!" And then Rav- and then um, cuts his throat. Yeah, and like then a moment of clarity. And it sets up the fucking showdown, and then yeah. it's the moment that we've been waiting for the whole movie. It's Ives versus Boyd, and I and then it it gives way. It's like a crazy chase scene slash fight. That's like a fifteen minute long sequence, yeah, like swords, and swords, and, yeah. and brutal like punching each other and with your whole like take on the homoeroticism like you can really read into it on that whole scene so, so, yeah. they're on top of each other pummeling each other it's like yeah. a very physical the end, they're thing they're in this bear trap together yeah, yeah. like the chomped in a bear trap and just like he's asking like he like Calhoun's died and he's just or eyes or whatever the fuck you want to call him and yeah. he's uh yeah he's like like do it he, like he, yeah he, he goes he, yeah he, he goes um he goes if i die or he goes that was very sneaky yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he goes uh if you die first i'm definitely eating you question is if i die first yeah. will you eat me yeah and guy pierce in a typical fashion doesn't speak yeah and <laughs> they lay there and they just kind of fucking die this is a constant temptation of like yeah, yeah of like this he's just tempting him to the end 
Yeah, and it's, it's and it's, it's a like, very like, memorable the whole time. Right? It's just like this is who you are. Right. You're a fucking cannibal. Right. I'm a fucking cannibal. Like, yeah. Let's do this. We know you are. Right. But he doesn't yeah. do it, and uh, it ends. The people come to check out the fort, and the the woman, the Native American woman, who's kind of her brother was killed, who knows about the Wendigo legend. She comes in, sees them both in the bear trap, and she's like, "Good, this shit's done. I'm fucking out of here." Yeah. And she bounces, and that's kind of it. And it's like. It's a another, I guess, positive ending for as positive yeah. as two men in a bear trap is. Yeah, yeah. But they, he does, you know, he, he finishes the plan. He kills him. He puts an end to the cycle. Yeah, and uh, that's a wrap. <laughs> it's a pretty, and you're kind of like, what the fuck did I just watch? <laughs> it's just weird. It's hard to explain how strange this movie is until you watch it. Yeah, it's hard to explain the tone. I mean, like we can say, we talk about the disjointed uh, music, but just, yeah, just the dialogue, the way it's shot, the way yeah. it's acted, it's all just so weird. And it seemed like and they unique. didn't know how to market the movie either. If you, like, because me and DS Lyons were going back and forth with these posters, every that, poster that, for the movie sucks. The poster, especially for the new Blu-ray, is dog shit yeah it's terrible the the, like, the the photoshop of them with the, the, the skulls heads, yeah yeah it's so dumb like it, yeah, it, it's it really goes weird. back to what i was saying about like top to bottom this movie has just been continually treated like a piece of shit yeah like this movie i think is wicked good yeah and, it's a great and, a very interesting unique entertaining movie and i think it's been it was forsaken by the studios and it's i yeah. think it's i think just nobody knew what to do with this i don't movie. think it's even been given a shot by a lot of people in horror because it was such like it's such a movie that is on a higher end of production but was never still even recognized and it's so strange i don't think it's gotten it's uh it's just desserts as yeah, a, in, in, yeah, the, horror, in the horror community well, i think in, it's it does have a cult following you know sure, i think but, there's people that like it and I think over time, think people appreciate it more. more. I think it should have more. Yeah, I agree. I mean, maybe maybe our podcast will change that. And yeah. People will start listening. Will start listening to us and watch Ravenous. Yeah, give it up for Ravenous, dude. Because it's a uh, yeah, it's an oddity. It's a weird fucking movie. It seems at times like the movie doesn't really know what it wants to do. The studio didn't know how to market it. Mm. But it's you can't deny that it's crazy entertaining. It's batshit crazy and just from start to finish, it's like it's a yeah. I mean, this is. This movie always stuck with me. I fucking love this movie. If I had to rate it, it it's tough. It's like I, I gave it an eight out of ten. Mm-hmm. Like a part of me maybe like would give this a seven out of ten. But there's something about this movie kind of being like etched into me as a kid that I really have developed an appreciation for it. So I I, I I'd give it um what oh ten meat soups. You give it ten? No, sorry, eight meat soups. Eight meat soups. Okay. No, not ten. I can't do that. You know, it's it's not a great movie by any means. And, like, my only issues with it kind of are, you know, what we were talking about, Bone Tom, like, the dialogue is, it's funny, but it's not terribly well written. You know, you can't it's really. Kind of, it's kind of the opposite end of Bone Tom. Yeah. Where the di- there's so the, much going the on. The dialogue's great, but there's so much shit going yeah, on. Yeah, it is. And yeah. it's so kind of uh, weird. Uh, yeah, I don't want to keep saying that, but I don't know. This movie's it just is. Weird. I mean, it's, it's like you, weird, you, you literally, that's yeah. the, the first feeling after yeah. watching, you're like, what was that? What was that trying to be? How am I supposed to feel I never after watching a movie it? that felt that way before? Yeah, yeah it's a, a it's an oddity. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, yeah, eight, yeah, eight out of ten for me. I I love this movie. I I recommend this to anybody. Like even if you're not into horror, just watch it. <laughs> just because like I, I'm so curious to know what people think about this movie. Like you know, I'll give it an eight point five. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Nice. I really liked it. I thought nice. I, mean, I was going to give it a nine, but it is not like... Wow, okay. I don't know. There's just so much to... Uh, I'm sorry we keep doing this. So to chew on here. Uh, <laughs> Dude, we've killed uh, the cannibal you know, puns. Uh, lots of, you know, sink your teeth into. So, yeah, a lot of meat on the bone in this yeah. one. And it, yeah, it's just, it's an experience of a movie, a unique experience yeah. of movie. So it's hard to to not be excited about seeing something like this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, re- yeah. yeah. So I, we both recommend it. Yeah, do it. So you like Ravenous more than Bone Tomahawk? Yeah, just yeah. because Bone, Bone Tomahawk was great. But this, like I said, this is something special. Yeah, see, it, it, it's hard yeah. for me to say. I mean, yeah. man, I almost like Ravenous more than Bone Tomahawk as yeah. well just because of how unique it is. But yeah. Bone Tomahawk is so good. Yeah. It's such a good film. You know, this isn't like a great film, but it's super unique and entertaining. So mm. it's tough, man. The, and the people, should, if they're interested in all this, like, you know, we've talked for what, like two hours now about pioneer cannibalism. Yeah. And there's no other movies that delve into this. I was like trying to think there's The Revenant, which is like frontier life, but there's no real yeah. cannibalism in that. Like I said, there's a Donner movie with the uh, guy yeah, who plays right. Daniel Faraday, but it's still not like, it's not like... It's not full on know. frontier. It's kind of like a it's a C movie kind of thing, right? But so there's not really mm. much. There's plenty of cannibal movies. Yeah, you know, there's plenty of westerns, but the western cannibalism thing is just kind of like there's not a whole lot there. There's not a whole lot of meat on that bone. No, no, not at all. That's right, because like uh, like we were saying before, it makes a lot of sense. It makes uh, for the time period to do cannibal movies in there. It just seems more right. It's more easier to digest uh when you think about it in this time period yeah because right ha- because of what happened all the time and ships you know ships crashing and right uh and sink- well, sinking and you know people eating each other like at the heart of the sea uh and it would it would just happen there are books on it there was a what book happens? that remember I, I sent you a book lifestyle. link that i didn't i didn't check out uh somebody uh dean stiglitz had commented on my post with this novel alive um, and this was about like soccer players and like oh a plane crash yeah the rugby it's like a rugby team right. that yes, tra- right, yeah right. there's a movie about that yeah they crash I think Brad Pitt is in it oh really is in the movie and uh, but I mean even then that's a totally different time period yeah they're just uh, they're cold too they're just eating cold frozen meat you know it's not brutal there's you know the psychological right welfare of it really is right. what it's all about you have to you it's have a co- pretty narrow yeah. window here it's like the 1840s to the 1890s you know it's mm. that like end of frontier life turn of the century. There should be more shit. Yeah, that's give, so. give us more pioneer cannibalism. It's a good gate. Yeah, to, to create those. It's a cool out. setting. People like yeah. westerns, you know. People like cannibals. Yeah, smash them together. Let's do it. Could see a Bloomhouse horror, where yeah. it's like some beautiful brunette girl who then is in the Sierra Nevadas. Like she's like a cowgirl. She's like you know hoeing like farming cattle, but she's got like hella mascara on. You know, maybe we don't talk about this now. Maybe just write the movie. Write the movie. Yeah, we should just write you know? one. What would we call no. it though? And what would be a good name for another pioneer cannibalism movie? Cowboy meat. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Cowboy meat. Yeah. Meat too. Yeah, meat too. Hashtag meat too, everyone. We could call it meat too, and there's yeah. like, oh, what? There was there a meat? It's like no. Maybe we should just name the episode hashtag meat too. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> that works. Yeah, that's perfect. Cool, man. I think I think that's it. I think we've said pretty much all that two people can say about Pioneer Cannibalism. I think we did pretty good. Yeah. 
This is yeah, great. it was a fun episode. These were these are two great movies. We were talking about doing this theme for a while, so I'm glad, glad we to actually be did it. back on the horse. Right, I'm glad to be eating flesh again. Hell yeah! I couldn't think of a pun for that. To one, chew so. it up and spit it out. Yep, <laughs> the moral way. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. Um, check out the website. Deadlastpodcast.com. Yeah, we got new, all, all our ratings. Yeah, all see our what ratings. we rate rated Alien Covenant. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for to Jen for uh, live streaming us. Thanks, Jen. Our wonderful intern, Jen. Yeah, follow us on Facebook, and you can find our uh, live streams. Mm-hmm. If you want to know uh, what Brandon looks like when he's drinking distilled gin while talking about pioneer cannibalism, I looked much better last time. I was in a bad place for the last live stream. Yeah, I looked like shit. So really didn't have it together. <laughs> well, it wasn't helping what? with the the, uh, the SS yeah, our, blanket behind us. Nazi flag behind Jesus yeah. Christ, Joey. But that was yeah, great. That was that fun. was a, that was a blast. We'll, we'll definitely have to get back with uh, Joey and the STC. Yeah, and, and it sounded great too. Uh, yeah, yeah, it came out really well. So we should yeah. do that again and do another live stream episode there. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm good now, guys. I'm great. Cool. We're Cong- all back together. Congrats, and we and you didn't fulfill your resolution of dying. So I'm glad to see. Yeah. Yeah, we still have a whole another year to try to die again. All right. Well, that's it. We can do it together, buddy. All right. Good night, you sweet princess. Okay, good night, everybody. Princes and princesses. We love you. I'm going to eat your flesh. <laughs> this is not a test or an SOS. I'm no longer on a quest to get girls undressed. I searched through their hearts and no treasure I found. I'm so lucky this one lets dogs hang around it. Having somebody good for a change I thought that no good dirty cheats It drove me insane I had finally given up on loving romance If I lay down the sword I'm giving my innocence